Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast. This is episode 22 of the 2014 offseason. This is show 135, meaning Pyro. 135 of these podcasts. We do it every week. We love giving this fantasy information to you. Fired up here about this podcast. Today we are going to break this into two segments. The first one is going to be an in-depth look at knowing your league. Know your league. It's an important thing that Houdini introduced to us about three or four years ago to Pyro. Know your league going into your drafts. Know your league on a week-to-week basis. There are so many people out there that do not know the rules and and what they're supposed to be doing and what it means. And it is huge when you do know that stuff. So, know your league. Segment two. A lot of you guys have been asking a lot of questions lately about Dynasty and Dynasty Leagues. Um, Houdini is our resident... Dynasty stud, and we are going to be. I'm going to personally be asking him a lot of questions about Dynasty that I think are pertinent for me, who's kind of a novice, and he's going to bring in some great deeper uh, information as well. Now, that does mean that we've kind of we're up at the lake house here and we're having a Camp David, which is great, uh, uh, getting ready for some really big things happening at Pyro over the course of the next two to three weeks. So, we're planning world domination here, Houdini. It's been a good day. We got a shitload of stuff done. Uh, we got more writers than ever, and it's great. So, Houdini, t- to my right this time. Yes. We're looking right. out over a beautiful long lake on not such a beautiful day, but it's good. So, you see, because of how it works, if we are on the west side of Lake Michigan, I would be on your left. Yes. But we're on the east side of Lake Michigan, so True. I'm on your right. Well, actually, our, this lake is broken into Michigan, and half of it is on Indiana. You might be in Indiana right now. Oh. I might be. We might be literally on the state line. I might be in Michigan, and you might be in Indiana. Well, I was even just talking in reference to where we are from, like Michigan. I know. Though. I know. <laughs> but you, I like where you're, where you're yeah, going with we're this. Going deeper in it. So, so we got to find out where that uh, where that where that dividing line is, so I can stand here and be like. Michigan, Indiana, Michigan, Indiana. <laughs> and I can have one leg and yeah, another go. Michiana, like the the North States or the South States. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. So you know, obviously, the most important thing before we get into knowing your league and talking fantasy football, you know, as happens about every four years, it seems LeBron mania uh, took over the uh, waves and sports and world news in many ways over the last couple weeks and just speculation on where he was going to go. Yesterday he made the announcement, and I think we should talk about it because it's a big thing, and we've talked about the decision and other stuff of that nature on podcasts earlier uh, in our careers. And um, the fact is I, I, I couldn't. I'd say that for the first time in LeBron's career, and I was at the draft, I was at the 2003 draft in, uh, in New York at the uh, Madison Square Garden Ballroom. It's the first time in my career I liked the guy. I've never been, I mean, he's just so good, and obviously I was a Bulls fan, we didn't get him. I know, I, I, I respect what he's brought to the league and the talent that he has and how he's, you know, essentially a top five, top ten guy of all time in the league. But just so happy that he, he made a good, and he's going back home, and he got a couple championships, he went to four finals, as he said, he got to learn some stuff. What are your thoughts on, on what went down and transpired there? And I, I'm sure you're like me. Well, I mean, I... I, I I was a LeBron hater after he went to Miami because hater. because of the whole fact of, uh, that it was orchestrated. It was it was that they went into the charade, going and doing all their free agency at all these different places and taking their meetings, showing interest in all these other teams. Yet they had decided 
two years prior that this is how they were going to do it. They were all going to get together, and Dwayne Wade put it all together, and they made it happen. So I lost all respect then. Um, I hated everything about it. But then after this, you read this letter, and especially the decision. Let's 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 make that clear. The decision was the worst decision that LeBron's ever made, <laughs> and he's obviously, when you read this letter, yeah. has spent the last four years thinking about it and knowing that that was just the worst thing he's. He ruined, he, he tarnished his reputation. He, not only did he tarnish his reputation globally, he especially tarnished his reputation in Northwest Ohio. In his hometown, at home. He shit, you know what they say? Don't shit where you sleep. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> you know, and, and he just took a big old fat ass, biggest duker you you could ever take in the history of dukers, and then just said, sayonara, take, take a whiff of that, I'm out of here, I don't know how to deal with it. But I think the most, when we were talking about this during our production uh, kind of meeting before the podcast, one thing you said that was, that was uh, just spot on was just the fact that, you know, when he went to Miami, he became a villain. Right. He villainized himself. Through the you know the minds of of the fa- of the pedestrian NBA fan, and then even with the hardcores. And I'll tell you right now, as someone that has liked the NBA over the last 25, 30 years, I know the NBA and its fandom more than anyone. I've had friends. The reason why I went to that draft is I had a friend that was at you know the works at the NBA. He used to say to me all the time, "He's like Noonan, you are the only person that I know that is passionate and loves the NBA. It is not the kind of sport." When you go to ESPN, the company you hate, yeah. the NBA is like number six on the right. And ESPN has the rights to the NBA. Like on the navigation, it's like NFL's first and you go like four or five over and it's NBA. It's not really that popular. Uh, it was during Jordan and whatnot and, and Bird and Larry uh, and Bird and uh, Magic. But it's not that popular. So I think what you said was huge. Where He, be, he wasn't a villain. He's a nice guy. Right, well, no, no. He, but he, he went over this new situation and everyone hated him. And he's like, so then he oh. tried, And he tried to play the villain at first. And it was, it's not him. It's not him. And then the other thing is that, you know, not only that, the, the, probably the thing after the decision that was the most audacious and ridiculous thing was holding a goddamn uh, celebratory uh, parade and whatever. Yeah. When you hadn't even played a game together. Where you say, not one, not, not two. two. Not three, not four, not five. He kept going yeah. to seven. It's crazy. And now he's now he's now he's gone. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's one of these things. Though I, I'm also so happy for all the people in, in Miami who have just been such like I, enough of you. Yeah. All right. So here's my message to you guys now that LeBron has decided to spurn you and move back uh, to Ohio. <laughs> Fun at the expense of Miami. Yeah, that's really a great song. But you know that the movie came out, uh, Jersey Boys. Oh, uh, that's right. Had to break up. Had to go back home. talking to you as well and uh, about the fact and I, I, I posted this a couple times on Twitter is when when, Le, uh, when Wade 
opted out of his guaranteed two-year $42 million. I didn't know what was going to happen either. I thought, you know, probably LeBron was going to re-sign with Miami anyways, but I was just thought, what an idiot. There's no way that guy's getting anything close he wasn't, to If that. you watch the NBA Finals, he was not uh, worth his weight in salt during the entire season. He sat 26 games this year. Uh, right. They kept sitting him to try and rest the knee. For the at, Finals. At LeBron's expense. Right. So LeBron had to pay extra minutes to put wear and tear on himself. LeBron's probably just like, you know what, I gotta get the flock out of here and go with these uh, younger guys and get some young legs under us. And I think, you know. But that was the other part, let me jump in. The other part of the maturity aspect of what he showed is that when he's talking about what's gonna happen in Cleveland, it's not like he's going there and going, we're going to the, to the championship next year. He goes, it's gonna be tough. It may not be next year. It may be whatever it's gonna be, you know. And what the difference of how he's changed himself is everybody this is this is also where ESPN and your blowhards over there all they're talking about is LeBron is always concerned about his his uh, his legacy and comparing himself to Jordan well he already knows he's not comparing himself to Jordan anymore because you know what Jordan never lost yeah. the finals matchup and he's lost three right so the comparison's done or four no three he only went once with once with Cleveland so that's my point what he realizes is most important is come back home win at least one title for Cleveland yeah and Do it. Yeah, went for the first first time Ohio, Cleveland of any sport has ever won a championship. And well, I think he's well, going to no, pull the, the Indians won one. Did they? Yeah, 1940. Okay, so it's the first time the Browns seven, or the Browns or the, or the, or the uh, or 48 the or something. 47 or 48 I think the last time they Okay. Um but yeah, I think it's a great move and you know he definitely leaves awake in yeah. Miami. True. So, you know, now whatever he had, uh, he's got the rest of the country now. Now Florida and Miami hates his guts. I, I, yeah, well, that's great. They, they can hate it. You know, yeah. uh, we hate your guts. That's right. <laughs> but you think about uh, the Miami Heat fans are always leaving games by, like, about midway through the fourth oh, quarter. Yeah. How early are they going to leave this year when this team is atrocious? Oh. You don't think that running the team through uh, Bosch is going to be huge? I saw a hilarious meme. The guy from uh, Captain Phillips, the dude, the, the Somalian oh, yeah, that jumps, yeah. that's in the, was, got an Academy Award nomination. It's an image of him. He's like, look me in the eyes. It's like, Bosch, and Bosch was like, look me in the eyes. I'm captain now. <laughs> It kind of does look uh, similar, and it's pretty funny. So, yeah, the, you know what? I think Riley's going to be able to put that team together. They, they sign Bosch. They're going to sign Wade. They'll fit, they're, they're talking about getting dang. They're going to be a pretty good team, but they're not they're even close. They're running the mill like everybody else. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not. They're it's like a the, bit, you know what? It, and it takes away the thing that I hated was the whole superpower thing. Yeah. Now we're spreading out the powers. You know what? Let everyone have a chance. That, that's, what, that's what the NBA Join is better. Up Let there like, be more parity in the NBA. Let your... Be your own star. Don't hitch your wagon to another star. Make your own mark. So I and that's been going on since the Lakers, since not 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 the Lakers, but since the Celtics right. and Garnett and everything. That's the reason why people don't like the league. Oh, right. you can buy it. It's like baseball. Right. It's the reason why people don't like baseball. Buying which is also, but interested. that's also why they put in those Larry Bird clauses so that you would people wouldn't leave their own team. Yeah. Though. So and that's also the reason why we saw the champion last year. And we won't talk too much more basketball, but the Spurs, it's a change of guards. Wow, okay. A homegrown team is the way to go. This we is. also saw Mello now today decide that he's staying in New York mm-hmm. because it's the it's the Larry Bird reason. Yeah. Sixty million more dollars than the Bulls can give me. No doubt. Well, so I got a transition for us because we gotta get into Know Your League. Okay. So I'm gonna use in the words of Tom Thibodeau, who 
after every press conference when they're when he says, what, what do these guys need to do? They need to do your job. Do your job. Just do your job. So I will tell you, know your lead. You need to know your lead. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. All right, segment one, know your lead. This is something Houdini brought to the, to the fray a while ago. And you know what? It, it seems so obvious. Um, that it was just like almost second nature. But then when I really was thinking about it, I'm like, do I really know the down and dirty, the nitty gritty on the rules and the ins and outs of my league, uh, like the back of my hand? Like, I, and the truth was, no, at that point. Or give another example too for all of you out there who someone invited you to join a league this yeah. year. You better know that league before you get in and start drafting players and doing anything that you're doing. And that's a smart thing to say before we go into all this thing. More and more people are doing multiple leagues. And it's rare that you're going to be in one league that's the same as the next. So knowing your league when you're doing, I mean, Houdini, a, league, a guy like Houdini does like seven or eight leagues. Seven. Seven leagues. I mean, that is a lot of work to know your league. So, But just if you're doing a bunch of leagues, understand the difference in a scoring setting uh, from one to the next. And make sure that uh, all your in-season moves and your draft are set and, and, and attacked accordingly. Um, all right. Well, let's 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 first start off with the most obvious aspect of of uh, knowing your league, and that's scoring system. Okay. So everyone's got every league commissioner in a group. You set your commission league rules, and within that, you find out how scoring for each player, defense, kicker, uh, offense, special teams, how all that fills in. And just tell me, Houdini, a few things that that you really want to make sure you know. The intricacies that sometimes can pass you by that if you don't know that, you're, you're probably missing out on points by drafting a guy that's not as worthy in that league's rules. Well, you know, it, it goes kind of to so many different aspects of it. There are from people that say, oh, well, is it a PPR league? Um, uh, okay, that's one aspect. Is it, for me especially, one of the more important ones is quarterbacks that get six points for every passing touchdown. When I'm in all leagues that are four points per passing touchdown, so when you, because you think about it, quarterbacks are all the good ones are 30 plus. You know, you don't have any other player that's coming anywhere close to that. So if they're scoring six for all of those, you almost need to be drafting uh, one of the top quarterbacks. With the first three picks, four picks should be Manning, Breeze, Rodgers, and get them off the board. If you're for Manning last year, it's 106 points. <sighs> Just right there, between scoring six points or four points, is an extra 110. 110, 110 yeah, points. two points, two points per. T- that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, so then, yeah, yeah. that sounds that sounds like it's really important. I agree. Are there bonuses? Do you, you know, are you just a straight league that gives like a tenth of a point per yard? Is it sort of, or does it only have to get to certain marker areas before the points are are counted? Like for example, I'm in some leagues where if you're a, a running back or a wide receiver, you get zero points until you get to 40 yards. There are some leagues that are, you know, until you get to 50, 60 yards. Are there other leagues that, when I say bonuses, that can be on multiple fronts? You get a bonus when your guy gets 100 yards rushing or receiving. Or you can get bonus, extra bonus points for every yard over 100 yards because they'll be basically like double in points or whatever. Know, know what those differences are. And the reason you want to know those is you want to know if you're drafting a guy that's probably going to be more slow and steady and getting you 70 yards a game or 60 yards a game, like say a yeah, a few years ago or a couple of years ago, it was like a Stevie Johnson or something. If, if if you got if you're getting rewarded after forty or you're getting some sort of lower uh, pin, um, you know, bar that you have to hit. Uh, 
uh, well, so for example, like a benchmark, you, you know that forty then yards. He's, he's worth something. If you're in a league where you don't get a point until seventy-five yards or hundred yards, and you're not just doing it incrementally at a point for every ten, a guy. There's a lot of players out there that you just almost can't touch, right? Because they're gonna you get points if they get fifty yards, but how many times they do it in the year? Like, Twice a year, or yeah. Something. So the other factor is too. Does your uh, is your league separating rushing yards from receiving yards, or is it combined yards. total yards? Because Again, if, if it's like one of these leagues, I was in a league uh, where we had uh, it's six points for every touchdown, right? But it, it was split, so you didn't get like it wasn't about combined yards. So I made an argument that a guy uh, has uh, seventy-nine yards receiving, he has uh, sixty-nine yards rushing, but in our league, it's only a point for every twenty yards. The seventy-nine yards. He only got three points. The 69, yeah, he still got three points. He gets a total of six points for the day. Yet a guy who had one carry for one yard and a touchdown scores six points. Like, how is the value in that the same? I said, if you at least combine the yardage, then that player is now scoring more points because then it's, it's not just an arbitrary BS type of a number. Yeah, and I mean, we're a guy who never receives anything, and this is all running. It seems like in my oldest league, we're changing rules like that almost every four or five years because we want to try something, not try something new for the sake of trying it, but we're like, all right, our scoring system's not working. There's an uneven balance. Uh, like you're talking about, we've got to even this thing out. So when I'm thinking about know your rules, the rules change. Yes. So don't think you knew the rules five years ago, and all of a sudden those things, draft day, before draft, people are always trying to hanker for a new rule, a new set. Make sure that you got your finger on the pulse of those movements and those kind of changes of, of, of little minutia of, of your rule set. Because if you don't, then again, you're getting passed by. And you're thinking it's the same as drafting a guy that was awesome five years ago because now the rules might have changed. This is a great point because we talk all the time that the NFL is changing and that yeah. fantasy football is changing. And... And their rules change every Coincidentally, year. As, I, as I'm a commissioner in three leagues, my rules change variably too. Because, again, like you say, say... my my rules change, not our league's rules change. And you know what? <laughs> there's, and there's a lot of truth to that. Because you can't not run a league in a democracy. You do have to, in some times of way, run it like an autocracy. You know, I'm in, yep. it's, it's, my, it's my league. I'm running it. This is the decision. And it's final. No more. I'm not trying to satisfy all 12 or 14 guys. It just, it, I don't care. Your, your decision's kind of like LeBron's, but it's just more times every year. Right. And, I, and, it's, <laughs> and I'm usually the villain every time. Yeah, yeah you're the villain. Like, 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 this is the decision. Like, I'm taking no, my, your you're not taking your talents to that, to that touchdown. This no, week. your commissioner. <laughs> no, well, that's, your I mean, that's a perfect segue. We have that on our list of things to do. You know, how does the governance work in your league? Mm-hmm. Your commissioner, I'm sure you're an amazing commissioner. And you said when we started writing for us, one of the things that I loved is you showed me before you worked on a thing is your write-ups. Your emails that you'd send out to your league and give your weekly yeah. review. And I even had my handwritten type yeah, ones and, from college. Yeah, and you had hand ones as well <laughs> that you brought to the first meeting. You like sent me some of these like, this is what I send out to my league on a weekly basis. Like on I try to get it out Tuesday, but sometimes it's Wednesday, blah blah. And I'm like reading, I'm like, all right, this guy's passionate. And by the this way, since I started awesome. working at Pyro, I write yeah, no, no, I, write one, I write I write one or two a year. Good, good. <laughs> I, I agree. There's no way you can keep that up. But it's just funny. But, the, you know, I think there's certain commissioners that 
are going to govern in different styles, and there's going to be asshole commissioners. There are going to be guys that don't listen. There's going to be the commissioner that's basically using it like a Windy City politician is going to use it because they're going to do some shady shit, and they're able to do it under the guise of being the commissioner. We've all had all these things. There's great commissioners that are nice, that are too open and democracy-giving like you, you, you just mentioned. And, and the fact is you just need to know what you're up against in that league and what you got. Just to be it, – it's just another feather in your cap. It's another re- thing for you to just be like, I'm omniscient about what's happening right here and right now to give you the confidence to make whatever move you think is right for the moment. When I, when I, when I make my statements about how – how I do it in my league because I've been a commissioner in some of these leagues for 16, 17 years. And I wasn't referring to you as one of those assholes. No, 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 no. And that's the thing. I think you're a great one. And the reason I say this is it's because of lessons learned, okay? It's because of trying to do things the other way, trying to appease everybody, and you end up appeasing nobody, uh, pleasing nobody, and pissing yourself off and dealing with more bullshit from everybody else than you, do, than you need to. You always have to remember you're doing this because it's fun. And, you know, there are if, – if it's ever getting to the point where funds being taken out of it, then that's bad. Now, the other thing when you mentioned about who the commissioners are, this is something I think is important and where – and again, does the fund aspect come into it? If you do have a shady commissioner, right, someone who's always involved in like the one trade that it raises everyone's eyebrows every year. This is the one thing that I say to commissioners. Sorry, it's been passed. We already voted through it. Pushed it through. This is what, no, no, this is, yeah. <laughs> and this is what right, right. Things, start, a, I'm starting tonight. I'm starting that's, not Wait, where, that's not where you can be that dictator. That's not the point. But the point is actually, as a commissioner, you have to realize that in these situations, you have to kind of hold yourself above reproach. So you have to do things that are not in your best interest every time because it's for the betterment of your league. So, for example, in, in one of my leagues, Charlie Don't Surf, me and him had finished with the same record at the end of the season for the tie for the division lead. I checked in the uh, Constitution that we had written up, and we're looking at what's the tiebreakers, and it went from, like, uh, it, we played more in our division twice. So there's a clear division matters, should matter, and I had a division record with only two losses in the division, and he had a losing record in the division. But... There was nothing in the Constitution that said it, and I'm like, well, that sucks. It should be this way. So from now on, it will be this way, but it says this way that it's by points. You win the division this year. Congratulations, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you win the extra $200 that I should have, that should be mine. Well, now you know. you got to make that stuff change. And I think that other quick things that we'll mention. Um, one, you said while we were talking about governance, you wanted to bring up the Mr. Duck Butter story. Well, just, just as far as... Um, this also By the end of the next five minutes, people, the listeners of our Fire Podcast, are like, glad I'm not in the league with Houdini. Well, no, no, no. So let's, <laughs> let's 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 bring it this way because I want to tie this into then another category that we have here. Okay. Tendencies. Okay. Of people in your league. Okay. Okay. Because no league tendencies of the actual competition, the guys that are in your league, not rules. There's there's a lot of different cogs in this wheel, and I agree. So you know, and this is one of the things that the other person should be aware of and, and you can't create every rule to protect everybody from every situation so this is where how do the commissioners govern in a situation like this this is actually a dynasty league it is a league that is based on an example you're giving an example, example okay so this is this is the story that you said why everyone's gonna yeah. hate it. this is the duck butter story it was also mentioned last year during the podcast. I came clean out because I had everyone in my league. I had well, I pissed off a bunch of people in the league. So I said, "If you want my answer, I answered on the podcast." And feel free to listen. Oh, I like it. And they all listen to good. it. It's a good way to spike yeah. up some listens. Create um, <laughs> controversy. <laughs> what else? You know. So he, there was a guy. I was basically had already 
was on a losing track for this year in this Dynasty League. And Danny Amendola didn't work out. Multiple things. I had Matt Forte, who I had traded to another team, so I traded away my best uh, player asset that I had. And um, what happened was is that I'm then looking, trying to trade. Uh, there was a guy, uh, Duck Butter, who had Justin Blackman before Blackman had actually gone through suspension, and he had a you know another guy that I might have been interested in making a trade for you know future prospects, and I had Matthew Stafford, and he was a desperate desperate need of a quarterback on his team. He was starting, I want to say it was like he had Mike Vick, who ended up uh, then no longer being the quarterback, so it's like. He was picking up off the waiver. I almost want to say he had to go Brandon Whedon one week because it got that bad. Oh, and I'm offering doesn't him, get worse. And I'm offering him Stafford for Blackman, who he hadn't even activated. It was on like a practice squad roster. I'm offering him Val Verde. And um, so I go, okay. So I'm like, here's Stafford. You give me Blackman. You're not even playing him this year. You now have a quarterback. You can compete to win the league this year. And he wouldn't do it. So then while I already had Stafford, I just decided – he, I knew he needed a quarterback that week. What do the rules say? The rules don't have anything. It's a keeper league. I have money that, that I get to bid on players. I just decided there was nobody that I wanted this week. It didn't matter. And I had this extra cap money from another player who had gotten hurt who I had to drop. So I had $50 to play with because I also traded Matt Forte, who was like a, a big price. So I have tons of cap space. So I can just blow whatever I want on free agents. There's no law in the Constitution that says you only can spend $30 or $40 per year on free agents, so use your money wisely. It was unlimited based on whatever your salary cap was, as long as you fit. So I bid on the top two quarterbacks that week who happened to be Alex Smith and Ryan Tannehill. And I said I would have bid on another one, but I just didn't have another player I could potentially drop to pick up and hold three quarterbacks. Just to be a dick. I was doing it to be a dick. <laughs> but at the same time, you have to understand that... In leagues where you have uh, either free agent acquisition budgets, which is a fab, um, or waiver wire we'll or whatever. We'll get to that. We'll get to that part, So too. you have to protect yourself against all potential outcomes. He only bid on two uh, uh, quarterbacks, Tannehill and Alex Smith. Because uh, I knew how – because, he, he, again, know your competition. Yeah. I knew his tendencies. Yeah. I know, I'm like, there's no way he's, dra- he's going to draft a third quarterback. He thinks he's going to get one of the two. <laughs> so, and I, I spent like 27 – Dirty, you're dirty. I was dirty. I spent 27 bucks on Alex Smith. I spent like $16 on, on Tannehill. I bet he didn't bid over $6 on any, any guy. Then I, then I proceeded to – so then uh, he writes a, a letter to the commissioner – he did this on purpose, this motherfucker, I want to kill him. And so then there's two commissioners. One of them is on oh, his man. side. Is, is we like, do this for fun. Oh, right, right, right. And he was all pissed Depends off. Depends on what me. fun means to you. Right. In this fun case, for some. Fun, fun for you meant that exact response that was ex- I, I actually got the biggest smile on oh, my face. Of course. Because it was one of those. You must have had like that, like, oh, my work is complete here. Schadenfreude. Yeah. <laughs> Like Burns, Monty Burns. <laughs> so, so then I'm. Uh, it gets to the point. The one commissioner, you know, is like, obviously, what what Weiss did was within the rules, yet it was an absolute dick move. <laughs> and like, it's like I'm like, well, I whatever, I'm fine. I'm like, so then in the throes you know, of then, competition. And then the worst part about it was that that then this is what I didn't like about this commissioner's governance is that he goes, no one's allowed to do this for the rest of the season. 
Well, why? It's until you change the rule. Yeah. The rule is the rule. If it's if it was if you want to you 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 gave me a slap on the wrist and you you called me out in front of everyone. You didn't bring the rule. You might be being competitive and 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 if he knows that something in someone's face and and that was part of my point. I said if you know that you need a quarterback, then what are you doing? Only bidding on two. You need to bid on six of them because you could have the same drop. It's only gonna. Keep going down the line, and, and you, you let the let rest of your league know. I'll skull fuck you if you give me the opportunity. And, it, and, and it, you want to know what? Tell me that it does. I love. And this was the point that we made back Ruthless. then. Like the Jets don't do that with the Patriots, and vice versa. Like there are so many teams that do things just to take them away from their other players. Look at what's going on with San Francisco and Seattle now. We mentioned how who was it that San San Francisco really wanted as their backup quarterback to get? Yeah, Terrell Pryor. Because they had Brandon Whedon back there, and they're going to make him their backup. Do they need him in, C- in Seattle? No, he's going to be their number three quarterback, and they picked him up just so that San Francisco could. Lane Gabbert, but yes, I'm I'm with you, and that's smart. Oh, I, right. love, Sorry, I right. love I love Whedon's in now Dallas. I love your I love your move. I think it's smart, and to be honest, I had and I'll tell a similar story, which I probably did in the same podcast when we mentioned this. Know your know your league and your rules. We did that on. Uh, I think episode 11 of the 2012, it was 11, 2012 season. So that, that was, was over two years ago. That's the one that this one goes this to one 11. Goes to 11, 11 now, I don't know how much we did uh, any spinal tap in that one. But, oh, we, did. Uh, we did. Maybe we weren't doing... Uh, Not as yeah, much as it was. It was at the beginning stages yeah, of it. we were so. at the beginning stages. But... What happened to me in a similar situation, not in a dynasty, not in an auction-type league, I had a situation where I was in a league, and we'll talk about this will be a segue to our next thing, With we were in a waiver wire league team, all right? So I, one guy was ahead of me on the waiver wire, and his name was the, he was the Rain Man. He was one of the guys that started the company here. He was the year, year one, uh, and then bowed out. But he's one of my favorite people in the world and just a, a, an avid fantasy football guy. Basically, this guy took... You didn't have to spend money on it. Took like six. I mean, we have huge, just like 24 rounds. So we have 24 guys on our bench uh, or on our team. He grabbed six, I think, quarterbacks on a week when my quarterback, I didn't have a backup for my backup. I don't think I drafted a backup. Just knowing I was going to be fluid and grab whatever guy that week, just plug him in. I don't care. He took six quarterbacks. So I ended up friggin' having to take start uh, Matt Millen. So wait, he was ahead of you every round, or how, didn't you? He took. I I took one. I like. I probably did what this other guy did. You know, but I didn't have to put money on. It. I, I put like a couple of them down. Right. And I, I the order somehow he was able to get six guys. That's crazy. It was crazy. Well, see, that's also like. However, I, wasn't, that I just wasn't thinking that was going to happen. So I like, yeah. put it on, and if it didn't happen, whatever guys were grabbed, I was going to grab the leftover. The guy went and grabbed six of them, so we couldn't do it. And I learned my lesson. Now, anytime going into it. No, I, it's not that I didn't know my rules, but I didn't know the you know the the approach, the right. the uh, the battle. You know, this is a different strategic cool. approach to fantasy. But I was sitting there, all of a sudden, all of them were gone. I had to literally start Matt Moore, who almost would have beat me, but that was when Brandon Marshall was on the team and he ran out of bounds when he didn't even get touched. Oh, he had an open, open touchdown. touchdown. I would have won that oh. game with Matt Moore as his quarterback. It was, it was, he, he ran, ran out right the out of bounds. Yard line. He was, it was like, like, what are you running out of bounds for? Oh. I had Matt Moore. I would have won that game that week that this guy took six quarterbacks and all of them were taken. Oh, it was, it was, it was the most frustrating. I think I almost – it was the most frustrating I've ever seen at screen. I hated Brandon Marshall until he became a bear from that point on. He was wanna, allergic to touchdowns. I want to combine the point from yours on the waiver wire and my point into a final point. To everyone out there when you're running a league, 
to these to the commissioners, you know, who got who got angry at me. I think it's unfounded. If you were to have been like, you know, this guy's just a complete asshole. You you didn't say that. You said I know that now. I need to bid on all these players. I had the same thing. I'm in a 16 team league, and I, I, mean, I was pissed. No, no, no. Well, sure you are, but but you. But I was also like, you. It's, you it's, it's a good you, move. Yeah. Because you, you bastard. It was not a dynasty league. Am I correct? Nope. So, was his team a winning team or a losing team? Shitty team, I think. Shitty team. So, here's my point. You just thank you for it. I'm glad that... Ah, it's probably okay. But let's it's say that good. you're a shitty team. And here's the point. Commissioners get so mad, they're like, usually what your problem is in a league is that if a team is one and six to start, you cannot keep them engaged anymore. They don't set their lineups. They're not even trying to improve their team. So then all the top teams are continually getting all the best uh, players yeah, yeah. on the free yeah, agent yeah. wire and all that other stuff. So, and this is a, a message to that other commissioner in my league. Don't be so stupid and naive because you're actually then taking away the competitive nature of the beast. Yeah. And you want there to be the competitive nature. Did anyone, did you ever play Mario Kart with four friends? Yeah. Uh, what happens when you lose all your three balloons? What do you become? I forget. You're the bomb. And you can just like blindly run into someone and blow them up and take one of their balloons away. <laughs> so... If you're a losing team, you being able to like outbid someone in the waiver wire process and take players away from the team that's trying to get the sixth or seventh spot, that's your right to do, and you should be doing it. And you it's should the spoiler role, and you should encourage teams to do that. So here's another reason to. I love being the spoiler. If I'm the spoiler, I want that spoiler, like you said, to be a big explosion. Right. I want to get you good. And, and, and that's the part of the fun. Your buddy that you help, high five. Thanks, thanks. Right. You took care of me. There you go. I, mean, I fucked that guy. I played spoiler. Because it may not care who I fuck. I just want to screw somebody yeah. over. Someone's yeah. going down with me. I'm not going out of this sinking ship alone. I will take as many of you assholes with me as I can. Houdini is a horny slut when it comes to fucking other fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get me some more. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that's good stuff. You know, I think one thing that we're kind of on topic with um, right now. Drop your shorts and bend over, Mr. Babar. Oh, no, really, uh, we, we don't need to. I, uh, we don't want to do that. So, you know, my kidneys feel a lot better in this position. Maybe it's just that I'm not doing any calisthenics. You know, if I did some sit-ups in the morning or bent over like this, I'd probably feel 100% Moon River. Whew. Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Breathe easy. Breathe easy. You know, I was surprised that Alan was able to get that uh, policy. I know there's a history of cancer in the family. There is? Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, you using the whole fist arm? <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, I <laughs> was. So, you know, and that's actually something that Dirk Pitt uh, sent us a second opinion on uh, you know make sure you do so as well send us a second opinion off of pyromaniac.com we'll answer your questions for you within you know we'll try and do 24 hours sometimes we're busy especially right now it might take a little bit longer but we'll get back to your answer and his question his thing was it wasn't even a question he has answered a question secondary but he was just basically went on a diatribe about you know, screw it. You're always talking about trades and knowing how to trade with other people and what you need to do on certain situations. Finding the right dance partner and, and all yeah, that it's stuff. Like, yeah. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. This is competition. You're trying to win. And if you're out of it and you can't win, you still can affect the season. You still can affect the landscape of what's happening in your league. And if you are so out of it or so nice or so the best in the league that you're not still competing... You probably won't get the luck you need to win the league. You gotta always be friggin' uh, Machiavellian, you know, always. So, and, and and don't blame other people for your not doing what you needed to do. Yeah, 
I do your job. Do your job. Thibodeau in the house. All right, well, let's talk quickly. We, we covered it a little bit, but waiver wire, knowing your league, waiver wire versus limited number of pickups uh, versus Bob. Bob. Go talk about that a little bit. So, you know, it's again, it's just being understanding. If it is a waiver wire priority, then it, it and I've never been clear on waiver wire priorities. I've never been in a league that uses them. Uh, or when I have, I'm like, oh, I'm number two this week. Why am I number two? Yeah. It has to do with, like, I think it's like, if you, you can declare whether you want to use your priority or not on a pick, uh, and if you do, then it resets you back to twelve. Yeah, if you're in a twelve, right? Then you so can then you're at the bottom of the order. Exactly. So it's a matter of it's. So it's knowing. But if you pick someone up, you're using whatever level you're at. If you are, are sitting at number one and you don't use that pickup that week, you're number one next week. But if you use it, automatically, then you go you're okay. Okay. So then that's one of those things. Then it's, it's real important to know that if your waiver priority ten. 11, and you need to get a guy for this next week, then you need to bid on 10, 11 guys wow. in case the 10 guys ahead of you take all the players that you want. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I never even thought about it that way. Wow, it's like Tyrion. Uh, and at the same time, just be smart. And I've made this mistake, and I've done this mistake, and I've done the opposite, and waited on the pick. If you are at number one or number two in the in your uh, waiver wire row, don't uh, and you aren't loving the pick that you are about to take this week, sit on it. Because the next week, you, a, a knee might get blown, and all of a sudden, Zach Stacey, 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 Zach Stacey, Stacey comes Stacey out of nowhere. For two, two touchdowns <laughs> and 100 yards. That's exactly and, the guy I was thinking if, Yeah, and if, you're, if you did that last year, like what, week five? Mm-hmm. If you if you'd used the, the previous week... On, after you used, after you used yeah, a uh, Kenny Stills, after you used, used a D-Rex, like yeah, after you used a D-Rex tenth round draft pick on Isaiah Pede. Yeah, exactly. Big mistake. Big mistake. In the Pirate League, I dropped. I, I dropped Josh Gordon for Isaiah Pede. Uh, I tell you guys this. I could I could keep this all in like Dogmatica and never tell you about all my errors and only tell you about my greatness. But that wouldn't make me me. Uh, but it's a perfect example. If you're on high, number one, number two on the waiver wire, don't just make a pickup because you need to. Hold those cards in your hand because you don't know. Next week, there might, might be an amazing difference. You're game probably changer. better off if you need to just get a, a minor player. Make a minor trade for the week instead of going on that waiver wire and ruining your top priority. And or sit on it and see whatever's sure. left over, and then you pick them up outright. You're not using your waiver wire. You're not putting in a claim. Right. So make sure you can still pick someone up, but if you don't oh, make a that's claim, no, they don't know because okay, because the waiver claim. wire claims are on the players that were actually just recently dropped that week, and if you want to pick them up, that's how the waiver. That's what the yeah. waiver wire claim is. Okay, as I said, I'm not in those leagues. I know all the other leagues. Um, but I think it's just important to know. So you know, limited number of pickups. I'm in a league that you're only allowed ten pickups on the season. Know that rule. Right. I'm going I'm to tell you every year, if I was going to say the complaint that happens every year in this league with at least two people, the commissioner says, that was your 11th pickup. You, can't, you don't get him. They're like, no, what? I, I didn't think. I didn't do. And you're like, that was your 11th pickup. So it's open. And then all of a sudden, obviously, everyone on the first person that reads that email, if they look, they're probably going to go pick that guy up. Right. Uh, and it's just, you, if you have a limited number of pickups in your league, is this part of your rule set? Know your league. Know that. Be counting. Be like, okay, I've done four. It's week four. 
All right? I've only got six left. I can't do one every week. We don't get 16. We get 10. Maybe I got to not every week start picking people up just to pick people up. So that goes to knowing your league. When it comes to pickups, waiver wire, and all this sort of stuff, huge, huge advantage if you know the structure of your league. Same thing with free agent acquisition budgets. Let's say they give you $50 or $100. So let's go with an example of $50. So you have $50 for the year, and you know it's you're not going to spend $20 on a guy that's a middle-of-the-road type player. If you're looking at... There's those, as we mentioned, every year there are at least four or five splash guys that come out of nowhere. Whether it be Victor Cruz, uh, whether it be the, uh, you know uh, Josh Gordon, or whether it be plenty of guys that come off of Alfred Morris, off of the waiver wires that blow up. You need to be smart with when you're in your fab money. It's it be if it's four guys that you feel are all the same. Bit a buck or two bucks on each of them. Don't waste your dollars on them. If you know it's a guy that was, let's say it was like you have a guy like Percy Harvin who was injured, and say he was coming back and he was or Crabtree, he was going to be a hundred percent. You know it. You know what? I want to be sure I get him. I'll spend. You know what? And you say, okay, it's fifty dollars. I'm willing to spend sixty percent of my budget to make sure I get this guy because if healthy and performing at the way that he could perform. He is worth a starter on my team, and that's worth whatever I have in free agent acquisition budget. It leaves me 20 bucks left. I'll even just spend a buck per player from that point on and just bid on tons of guys to make sure I get the auxiliary guys I need. It kind of sounds like what you're talking about there. It's kind of There's certain people. There's going to be people that are going to really zone in and, and target a couple things and really go for them, and there's other people that are going to throw a bunch of shit on the wall. And I feel like... And, in, but with people ways, who don't get it. And, and if they don't get it, they're going to waste their fab. I feel like the person that does get it, in general, oh, yeah, yeah. with fab or in general, right. you know, limited number of pickups, having the, t- the spot number one spot there, zone in on a guy that you think, all right, this guy can change my season. Instead of just like spray painting, you know, so does uh, Shooting uh, semi-automatic pickups, I mean, like, oh, I did fifteen, maybe one. Of, you know, there's that guy who picks up every week. It's like a, a drop and a drop, and you see it, and then he picks them up. You drop someone, and there's one guy in the league that always picks them up right away. And then you're like, was that a bad pickup? Oh no, he picked up everyone those drops this week. <laughs> All right. Um, so just knowing that is, is important. I think another thing we can talk about right now is the draft night. Okay, so knowing your league draft order. Is your draft order decided five minutes before the draft? Is it decided a week? Is it decided a month? Or no, based on last year's uh, the bets, yeah, order, order. order that you finished Know up. how that's going to work because if it, if it is going to be before the season, get a jump on it. To make sure you, hey commissioner, get us start. Let's do the, the order now, so I can start studying around that. And then you know other things. Uh, when is it determined if it's the day before? Constructed a few different ways on if you get early, if you get middle, or if you get uh, a lower pick. What which way would I possibly want to go there in constructing my team? I think it's also important to know: can you trade your draft? Perfect. That was my. That's where I was going next. You know, and, and especially you know, so if you're an order that was determined well ahead of time, and it's it's. Here's one of those situations where and if it was based on your record the previous year, so you were the worst team, you got the number one. And to me, if any league, if you're in any league, people, that you can trade draft picks and you, all, and you have the number one pick, you should be trying to trade that every year because someone is going to overpay for the number one pick every year. And as we always say, the odds of you actually picking the player that's going to have the best fantasy season 
is probably very slim. And the guy that usually gets picked is Adrian Peterson. And for number one overall, uh, besides the year that he went over 2,000 yards when he was a third round or fourth <laughs> he wasn't round, even a number one. It, the number one overall, it, it was it was an oh, it was a good pick. Right. It was like a safe pick. It's like taking like it was like taking Jabari Parker in the first round instead of Wiggins. And right? if you're able, Wiggins, Wiggins, Gee, Wiggins. we're jamming. Jamming <laughs> was a thing of the past. <laughs> That's the best. That's, that's the best. That's the best Simpson episode. We're like for the last three minutes, the cops are getting stoned listening to Bob. Oh, that's great! Because oh, the man. one that I always think of for Wiggum is where it's like he's like talking to the attack dogs and like, man, chief, those dogs look pretty pissed. It's like, yeah, I've been singing off tune to them. Me, mo, ma, me, 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 ma, mo. And then the gate opens and they all attack him. <laughs> Oh my god! The other best one, and we'll stop with Chief Wiggins. When I was trying trying to talk about Andrew Wiggins, is when uh, he's just oh, let's make some engine block eggs. They like get pulled over, and their like, car overheats, and they're like gonna cook some eggs on it. And then Homer drives out. You're like engine block eggs. Like anybody listening or watching is like, what the fuck are those? Who the hell is Homer goes by? Like, hmm, engine block eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait till I'm either. Really sick for a couple weeks or old and can't move anymore. I can wait for that. But <laughs> at some point, I'm gonna go back and watch every episode of The Simpsons because it's so. You're now on FXX. I just don't have time to watch the stuff. But there's gonna be one day I'm gonna. Same with Seinfeld. Same with a lot of other. They said it though. FXX and they show like the commercial. And it goes and it goes and it has like just millions of little TV screens going all throughout the screens. Like the Simpsons are coming every single. Episode. That's awesome. That's Which I have awesome. no idea how many, the, what the number's at. I'll days. catch up one day when the time tells me, but uh, good I, stuff. I hope I could watch in my dreams. I'd be better off than I can. Hey, how about Fletch? Well, well, what can I say about Fletch? He's been fantastic. He boxes out for us, gets the tough rebounds, does the tough things that we need to win. It's, it's great working with him. I, I don't know where we'd be without him. Well, let's take a look at the play. He is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Pretty good dribbler. Comes in deep. His club is behind by one point at this stage. Fletch comes in, puts the ball through the lights. What a great play. And he puts it up and in, and the Lakers have the lead. Oh, was that some kind of a play? You know, this gritty kid from the streets of Harlem really creates excitement. $4 million a year, that's true. But he earns every nickel of it. Look at how he shakes off four or five defenders with ease. <laughs> Fletch. He truly defines grace under pressure. <laughs> Fletch, one of the great movies. I was telling Houdini when we were trying to figure out what movie we wanted to do. If you haven't seen Fletch, it's an epic one. Fletch 2, not so much. But Fletch 1 is amazing. It's got some incredible moments. and uh, just so Chevy Chase is awesome in it. I think in, during 7th and 8th grade, I think Fletch is only... I, I think I only watched Weird Science more, more than, than Fletch. 7th <laughs> and 8th grade. There you go. Um, so uh, let's keep on this trade deadline thing quickly that you're talking about. If you can trade out of them. Now, the question is know your, de- your league a-, a layer deeper. I'm in a league that we used to be able to, you used to be able to trade the first, not straight, just more than straight up. So you trade your first pick, and the reason why you're saying trade out of it, for the other guy's first and second. Well, and no. you're getting, so you're getting two second Let round picks or two first, and you're giving him back, back picks. No, no, you're, you're, because you're, you're going to gain an advantage. So in, in my, uh, Some, like, I'm, I'm my league, league okay. where it's like, you got to do it straight up. One oh, no, 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 no. So no, here's I'm how I did it. Right. Like, right. If you're in my you league, can, trade we, out of it. it. Trading one for eight, unless you really oh, love so it. No, no, no. Here's how, okay, let me clarify. Okay. Let me clarify. I did it I think, twice. No, I think you don't. You were clear. I'm no, just no, saying no. It's, it's, I, how I, here's how I always recommend to people. 
I had the number one. A guy had the number six. He really wanted Ladanian Tomlinson at this time. So I said, okay, I'll give you my one. You give me your six. I want your pick in the second round. You have my pick in the second round. I get my draft position back in the third round. So then it was on the snake. I then said, is this coming back? I then want to jump up again in the fifth round. And, <laughs> and, and then again in the seventh round. And he said, okay. So... What happened? My team dominated yeah. that year because I effectively moved up four different times. Three Every different round times, you put up, times, you, right? you, you moved up so they got to have the first pick. And I say that's genius of using that. Now, we used to be able to do that in league. In my league, we won't mention any names. I'm sorry if this spot affects you. Someone traded an ounce of marijuana for a friggin' pick that we found out like week, week eight. We found out that, the, that it was like straight up picks. And a couple other meandering things for that, and we we're all like, "Why would he do that?" It was a friggin' ounce of marijuana. Um, so that's bogus. But at the same time, on what Houdini Val's birthday. On the same uh, token, if you can do, if you're in a league that won't let you do the switcheroo on those, then it's a different deal. So I, I so know your league. Know your friggin' league. Know your league. Um, so <laughs> I love it. That's a lot of good stuff on trades. Okay, the next thing I'll say is just knowing, let's just talk about how defenses score. Okay? Now, I think this is a huge one. This is another way where defenses in every league I'm in are different. In one league, we do it based on points scored against defense. Sacks, interceptions, TD returns, all that stuff, special teams, not happening. You get 15, you start at 15 points, and it goes down incrementally as your defense lets up points. That's it. How much different is that? The oh, drafting, no, no sacks, no, 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 no none of that, that stuff's included. Wow. It's all point based. You're going, you start at 15 and you go down. Now, how much different is that than a point than a league like I played three years ago when I played against San Diego Chargers, where they like returned two TDs, they had like eight sacks, they had like five interceptions, and I had in that game 29 points scored against. And me. if they scored touchdown, touchdown on that stuff. So knowing how defenses score in your league or leagues. And how remember which league you're in while you're drafting and while you're studying and preparing for it is so fucking huge. Because in some leagues, defenses we've seen. I mean, do they score more points than other than the questions that we get on second opinions? People tell us their scoring rules and give us. We look at each other like, dude. Yes, I'd say with this scoring system, I would say defense should be your third or fourth fucking pick. But. You need to understand and look at it deeper because it's still there are still tiers, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's one of these things. So let's say they there are leagues, and we, we like like D Rex is talking about right here that basically have uh, quarterbacks who are normally the highest scoring players on par with defenses. Defenses are on par with quarterbacks. Now the question that I ask though is, what is the separation from defense one to defense ten? Great point. What's and compare that to the separation from one Great to point. ten in all the other positions, and you're going to see. If it comes down to a mean or a difference of divided out per week of a point and a half to two, three, four points a week, four points at the most between one and ten for defenses, then don't worry about all these people who are jumping up on defense just because they're looking at the total number and they're not looking at the differential numbers. And I think you'll see in that situation, like quarterbacks, where you're talking earlier, when there's quarterbacks and you're getting six points, those quarterbacks probably got to go pretty high. When you're in those leagues where defenses are getting a lot. There's a handful of teams that should go pretty high. Yeah. But don't all of a sudden, when the fourth one goes, be like, I got to get the sixth one. If, Correct. like Houdini is saying, that on the sixth one, over, they're scoring 0. .5 or one point more per week uh, to reach seven. The, what the defense you didn't get had 70 point, more points in the season. To the point, the other point you just made, if you're in a six-point touchdown passing league, then the value of the running quarterback is gone. 
Yeah. That's why running quarterbacks have a value over standard but quarterbacks. But what if he's got? What a, if he can do both? Well, no, no. But again, it it's the total number of touchdowns at that point. Where the rushing touchdowns, if he ran for ten at six points and sixty points, where a quarterback has to throw an extra sixteen, eighteen, seventeen touchdowns to equal the ten. If there's six points per passing touchdown, all he has to do is throw ten to match your ten rushing. I got you. But at the same time. And I think there's going to be a couple of guys I think that could do it. Luck being one of them, mm-hmm. RG being one of them, and if they let him run, uh, Colin Kaepernick being one. If you're in that six point for TDs, I think all those guys are going to kind of. I know Kaepernick's going to be the lowest, but, you but got, I think Kaepernick can throw it for 30 but you, TD passes. Okay, I did. maybe, maybe but, but, I did. but you have guys that have proven that they can do more. And so, I think he can look run. what I'm saying. Matt Ryan, uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, these bro- Carson Palmer potentially who could even throw for 38, 39 touchdowns. I got you. I got you. Those guys end up not dropping like they do in normal leagues. Totally understood. Because it's totally understood. Got it. Got it. Got it. The upside of the running quarterback is he throws it on is enormous, but it, 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 it's diminished. Well, no, because it's not, I got yeah, it. I got yeah, it. I got yeah. it. I got it. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I think the last thing we'll do on Know Your League is just kind of, well, let's, let's talk about the defense a little bit more, and that goes to the special teams. How does how, how does special teams work in your scoring? Are you getting the actual points for the yards? Kind of alluded to that with total yards earlier. If you're is your defense, are you getting um, the points for the yards that happen in that, or for the player that you draft? That's more draft, important to me. Of course, all but all of them are important. If you if you draft Harvin this year and he's returning, or you draft who, who's another returner, well, uh, uh, T. Y. Helton, or who's in, oh the. Brown when he had that record. Well, it's crazy because it's always it's Tavon Austin. Let's do Tavon. Let's, let's use Tavon because Percy Harvin's actually not even going to be returning this year. They're going to only use him. As, he's going to be like that ace in the hole when you really need to get mm-hmm. a big play type of a thing. Tavon Austin like when he ran the touchdown back, in right the Super Bowl. in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so Tavon Austin is going to be one of these guys that you know if your league does not give the individual the points if he gets a punt return touchdown or a kick return touchdown and he gets nothing for it, yeah. That sucks. Sucks. You know, and here's the argument that I will give you to your commissioner so that you can get them to change the stupid rule. Did those points count in the NFL? Did the team not score points when that player, who is an offensive fantasy player, scored a touchdown? But if so they give it why? to the defense, then no, they're no, no, saying no, no, no. give it to the defense. I, well, in, in, my league, in my league, the defense special teams does get the points, but the player who scored also gets the points. Tavon Austin's on my fantasy team. If I started him, did he not score a touchdown this week? Yeah. You're telling me that you're telling me that because oh, it's only a defense and special teams. It's still my player. He scored scored a touchdown, touchdown. and you're you're telling me that our league does not represent any points for the player for the touchdown that he scored. In my main league. Apps, you do not get return touchdowns. Bullshit. You don't get points for sacks. And all that. It's and it's because of years of just stupidness that we've taken the fun out. And I actually talked to the commissioner actually about a month ago. And I said, you know what, we gotta we gotta get together early and make some of these changes because we've we've weeded stuff out so much that it, we've made it less fun and interesting. And you just can't do that. So, See, and I'm almost one of those ones that like to go. Let's take a league where we go even deeper. For every type of stat that there is, let's create a point system for it. Targets, touches, looks, uh, add that into your fantasy scoring. It was the same like like with like baseball, the ones that would you get negative points for for errors, and you get you know there are. There, we should do that entirely. Yeah, let's do that. We should do a dynasty league and just like and just be crazy. Like, all of the stats for everything. Yeah, this point. We have to draft punters. I want the guy from the Bears. <laughs> yeah, you do. That guy's <laughs> awesome. He's strong. He did better than uh, than Clowney, right? Yes, more uh, more. Our, our punter can do more bench reps 
than uh, the first pick overall, the Texans. And doesn't he run a four six? He's yeah. He's, he's a uh, he's a freak in the uh, freak of the uh, combine in the uh, underwear Olympics. Underwear right. Olympics. That's right. So one th- the last thing we'll say on this is, um, you know, I, I think with. with we, we talked about it a little bit. I think we're pretty good. But just knowing your league also comes down to the people within it. No people that are tradable. No people that will make great trades to you. No pe- no players that certain people – I'm terrible at this. My league knows we'll that I love four, Jerry right. Rice. They know that I wear it on my sleeve. I, like, I'm passionate about players. And people pick – to spite you when when that happens, you know I loved Elam, had him on my team for like 15 straight years, just love him. But that becomes a th- a point of contention where people know I love him, they're sitting there and they want to grab him. So know that people, and that's I, I think that's smart. What I'm saying is I I do the same thing. Know guys that you're gonna pick and be like, if there's two of the same guy, don't pick them to fuck them over. Do you? But at the same time, if there's another guy and you're like, God, I don't want anyone. I don't even really like this guy. But if you ask Houdini if there's an opportunity, you can screw somebody over. Screw them over. Screw if, them it over. if it doesn't hurt your, it doesn't hurt what you're doing. You never know. And the guy at the end after the draft, like, dude, I really thought I was going to get that guy there. Like, let's do a trade. Right. You want that guy? Let's do. I, I like. You know who I like on your team is this guy. Let's figure out a trade. I want him. You get him. Let's figure out a, to sweeten the deal for everyone and let's do it. And after that trade goes through, which I would say I've done. Five to ten of those in my career. You're just like, that's the reason why I did it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're pretty good on this one, right? Yeah. I think Anything that's... Stretch it out a little bit, get some calisthenics going, feeling a little bit more limber now. All right, you know, we get into through the first hour of the podcast. Now let's get into the part two, segment two. Uh, before we do so, I'm going to give a little pyro promo. I'll give a couple right now. Um, one thing I want you guys to do, and I appreciate that you guys have been doing it, as we've mentioned over podcast, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. Uh, we're always putting out, I'm posting about three times a day over there. I actually, it was great. Yesterday, I, I, I chose not to uh, post anything on purpose. On Friday, I took the day off after about doing three a day for the previous few weeks. I took the day off on purpose. It was a holiday. So, but I think, go over there. Like us. We're on, we're on Twitter. I tweet not as well. I'm not as great on that, but having a good time and doing stuff anyways. And as the season progresses... We'll be doing more and more, but uh, we're on twitter.com forward slash pyromaniac. It's P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one A-C on that. And uh, just hook us up over there. We're having fun there. We're working on our Tumblr page right now and how we're going to be filling that out in our approach there. So it's a little bit dead and has been for the past couple months, so sorry about that. We still like you to go there. We're just kind of retooling it. We're about to jump on... um, in the next uh, few weeks, we're going to start doing a Google Plus page. So uh, Val Verde is going to be uh, spearheading our Google Plus page, uh, which should be pretty awesome. And uh, I won't mention some of the other things we're doing pretty soon, but uh, redesign and a totally new deal happening at Pyromaniac. The last thing I'm going to say when it comes to a Pyro promo, and this is really important, please 
Go, I don't know if you guys are on iPads or smartphones, whether it's an Android. There's a bunch of cool companies out there. One of them is Spreaker. One of them is Stitcher. Uh, we use SoundCloud as well. Uh, there's Buzzsprout. Check out these sites and connect with us for our Pyro podcast there. Um, we're doing a podcast like you're listening to right now, every week. Actually, this is a longer than a week that we went this time, but we did a really long podcast and really working on and a lot of stuff as for the you, new season. As you guys have learned, you, we can, catch call, up. <laughs> you can call us out on not being one a week. We will always average one a week when it's all said and done. Absolutely. We're, we're doing t- this podcast, and then we're doing another one on Wednesday. Uh, with so me, we're Doc caught Mac. back yeah, up. Yeah, we'll be caught back up. So... You know, I appreciate you guys doing that, but check out those apps. There's some really great stuff for podcasts out there, and it helps you subscribe to us, say that you want to listen and get them sent to you, and it gets it allows you to have all these podcasts sent directly to you. Last thing I'm going to say as far as a pyro promo is this. Please, go to these sites, any of these apps. Go to the, you know, the iTunes store um, or the iTunes podcast section is probably the most important. Go to both the the um, you know the, the explicit version and the PG version. I know probably most of you don't listen to the PG version, but give us a review. You guys probably have been listening to us and laughing or uh, playing haterade on us and saying we don't know what we're talking about. But I think most of you guys love us and know how passionate we are. We love the we emails are. that we get about yeah, our podcast all the time. Just, just throw them up there on, uh, on the review. Exactly. Send us an email. And when you send us an email and say, hey, you guys, appreciate what you do. You guys are the fucking rock stars I got. I mean, just the emails we get are awesome. Please keep sending those. But also, get it out. Give us a review. Give us five stars or whatever on iTunes and tell us how we're doing. We're going above and beyond. We're doing every week and we're going to the minutiae and just talking and having fun. I think one of the reasons why you guys love us is people are like a guy that says, I feel like I'm not hanging out talking fantasy with my buddies, but I'm at work. Yeah. Having <laughs> some valve. There it is. I want to I say a big thank you to all of our new listeners because we've had a big mm-hmm. influx of new listeners now. And so, yeah, we absolutely appreciate you. And I'll tell you what, we are never going to be a. Uh, ESPN type boring Matthew Stinkberry uh, someone uh, had emailed us uh, yeah. uh, type of a podcast. We are who we are. That's what makes us original and, and unique and that's always going to stay here. So Absolutely. So we appreciate it. And on the flip side of that do us a favor. Tell anybody that's not in your league that you know loves fantasy or you work with or is a friend of a friend or your girlfriend's brother does fantasy but you're not in league. Tell them about us. The only way we're going to grow and be able to become a household name and start doing this full-time, we don't do this full-time, close to it, close to it, but well, uh, no, we, not really we that do close. It. We, we do it, it full-time, off-time. Right. <laughs> All my off-time is full-time on this. Yeah. So tell, tell people about us. You know, We know fantasy is one of those subject matters that it's not a viral, it's not a word-of-mouth subject because everyone wants to keep us and this show and our website and our information and all that great fantasy goo, as Mr. Uh, Mo Jeremy Battaglia likes to call it, tell your friends. It only helps us, and um, you know we want to stick around for a while, and listening, watching those listenership numbers go up really makes us feel good. But go to iTunes and give us a nice review. Hook us up. What do you think? It's a bypass line, right? I think it's a bypass line, yeah. I'm going to need some pliers and a set of 30-weight ball bearings. What? Yeah, uh, tell you what, uh, I gotta go to my truck. If Fred gets here before I'm back, you can tell him to start without me. The hell you need ball bearings for? Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. Hey, it's all ball bearings nowadays. <laughs> hey, the you need a refresher course? 
<laughs> the best part about the hi yeah. is that he's, he's doing airplane maintenance. And the airplane, the lid is open on the thing, and he puts his arm on, on a piece that is completely hot. And he goes, hi! <laughs> oh, man, good stuff. Because he doesn't long, know. He, he doesn't don't know. know shit. It's all ball bearings today, fellas. All right, so the next song we're going to do, and this is kind of at behest of a lot of second opinions, a lot of love we've gotten. Um, I'm taking and, a deep breath for all my... Uh, yeah, yeah, get ready to go. Get Basically, ready. We can't have a... We can't... Just so you know on this, we're up at the lake house. We can't have any of the windows open. We can't have any of our fans on. The AC, we didn't turn on today, so we weren't able to kind of blow it. And that's too loud anyways. Right now, me and Houdini are sweating our balls off. <laughs> it's for so you. hot. For, for you. you. It's so hot in here, but just because of sound, we're right in the lake, and there's, like, boats going by. There's, like... Uh, the guy flying a, 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 a remote control remote airplane. Control airplane. <laughs> so, right now, Houdini and I are like, oy vey. We're like spritzing each, spritzing ourselves. Spritzing, spritzing. Spritzing, sorry, sorry. You may, be, you may want a spritz, but you are in a schwitz. I'm spritzing right now, for sure. Um, all right, let's get to it. Dynasty, this is going to be a Dynasty primer. We're going to have Houdini and uh, forget about it, Charlie, and myself, and hopefully Dogmatica on a future podcast, probably sometime in the next uh, four or so. It'll be within the next month. we got to figure out timing with Before uh, the start of the season. Yeah, we'll get, a, we'll get a podcast here pretty soon this offseason, 2014 offseason, on in-depth approaches, strategies, you know, talk about players and that are that were high on in, in Dynasty. Talk about you know, uh, just just really give you a more detailed, orientated and, approach and, to it. But this is a primer, right? But, and let me give it to guys. Come back for that one, all of you that are in Dynasty, because Charlie, forget about me, Charlie. Is that what we're going with now? Yeah, no, right. no. It's it's called uh, Charlie, Charlie don't surf. Charlie don't yeah, surf. Right. I, I said that. I'm like, is who's forget about a Charlie? I'm no, like, Charlie don't surf. Is 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 terrible as that one might be. No, it's apocalypse now. Go back and check it out. <laughs> oh, if you haven't Charlie seen. don't surf. Charlie don't surf. Sorry, so, it's um, not forget about a Charlie. Right. So, Charlie, uh, I've been in leagues with him since since almost the beginning, and he time. Well, but he's the guy who got me into dynasty leagues. Um, was the was the guy who was. In Dynasty Leagues about four or five years before I joined into them. And I came in in 2004, so I've been doing Dynasty Leagues for 10 years now. So I know that he's been doing them at least since 2000, uh, if not before that. And his leagues are the most in-depth, will be most ridiculous types of rules, and... It's, it's amazing. So the, the, the amount of knowledge that you guys have, I recommend, let's, I'll throw it out there right now, I recommend to all you guys who are interested, start sending us questions for that podcast that you have about your Dynasty League. Anything that you want to answer. Charlie and I are both uh, commissioners in, uh, in, in very complex Dynasty Leagues. Um, and we will be more than happy to take your litany of all your questions. We for this primer, me and D-Rex just kind of came up with some uh, basic questions that I think that most people would have if they've never done a Dynasty or a Keeper League before. Uh, but that one, I would say, is going to be for your very much in-depth, uh, ridiculous, whatever league-type questions you have, bring them up. I love it. And just so you guys know, I'm just being honest here, I've never been in a Dynasty League. I've been doing fantasy football since 1988. I've never been in a Dynasty League. I'm kind of upset by my, with myself by saying that, and I think Houdini and I came up with a good idea. Our Pyro League, we're going to do as a Dynasty League, and we're also going to do this minutiae detail kind of uh, scoring, ways of scoring uh, at any any And, and we'll do it auction style. And we'll do it auction style. And we'll all do it, and basically it, the winner gets the loser's wife. 
<laughs> We're going to turn this into something even crazier. But how this is going to go, the reason why I say that is I'm not an expert here. I'm basically playing my best Bill Moyer. I'm doing my best. I'm asking questions. I'm doing Charlie Rose. I'm trying to this get an investigative reporter. I know fantasy football like anything, and I'll know how to answer the, the right questions or parallel it into my world in fantasy football. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be answering a number, asking a number of questions here to Mr. Houdini. And let's start with the first one. What's the best thing about a dynasty league versus just a regular or whatever type of scoring league? What is your favorite thing? Why do you implore people that say, you got to give this a shot. What I love about it is the fact that it allows you to prove how good you are. Forget about year-over-year crap. This is about building dynasties. About in And again, knowing your league throughout the constraints of what the league is. Uh, it's the ability that you're, number one, when you create a dynasty league, you're creating it with people who you plan to be with for 10, 20, 30 years playing in the same league. You're not expecting to have constant turnover year after year after year. So there is that inherent competition between everybody. And the the thing that's that's great about it is that it's 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 just again, it's it's a different level of gamesmanship. It's I love being a GM. When I created my first fantasy league that I that I started in uh, 1996, I sent out the my my letter to uh, to prospective uh, owners in the league was, you want to be an NFL GM? You want to prove how much better you are at running a team than Rich Kotite? Well, then wait no longer. Join my league here and create your own team. Be the GM. Make the trades. Make the decisions at the deadline. You do everything. How many guys are in the league since that email? How much? Well, how many that I got on that league? I was this was back in '96. So I was only able to get eight people to join that okay. league. And how many of those eight are still with you today? Well, that was in college. So that so was that's my initial league. league. So, that's, that's so then I okay. used I did kind of use the same crafted letter a little bit in my next one, which was twelve. Uh, I had a split with my former owner, so he kept. So his... You used Pete Carroll as the example back then. Whoever first it was, yeah, yeah. His <laughs> first time around, like oh, Pete Carroll, he was bad. He was really bad. Uh, so yeah, of my original though, all, all the owners are still there. It's awesome. Every single one. That's awesome. So I think that's it. That's it right now. That's dynasty, why you have a dynasty. dynasty league. There's there's more of a. It, it, I think any league there is, but I think if you're doing dynasty leagues, it's gonna be harder to jump out. And I think when we're getting older, I've noticed it's really only been a couple people, but there's a couple people in leagues that have, there's been some brawling and there's been some whatever. But really, the reason why they use the excuse they use to get out of league is like, hey, I'm having my third kid. The wife. Doesn't want me doing this. Take, she said I can only do two leagues, and I'm going to do the one with my family or whatnot. And uh, I think the dynasty definitely does kind of sink its claws back into the fabric and the grain of you. You're like, I haven't won one in seven years. Well, and, I gotta win this. I can't leave. I, you're just so dedicated. Well, but that to could win be the it. same thing if you have a really good reannual draft league too. And I know, and well, I, I, I know, I know. Here's what I'm saying. The hook is the hook is in the sense of it's really for. Those people who want to take to their fantasy, I know, I, 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 I do it a lot. <laughs> I take what you're saying, I throw you right under the bus. Well, actually, what you just said is totally wrong. If you've got a cool league on the other side, let me regroup. <laughs> All right, so um, as I regroup. It, it, no, the real thing I'm for, for me is that I'm wearing, I, I'm wearing sock leggings. Very good. Tights um, is. <laughs> it's the fact that you're taking regular fantasy football to the next level. You're, you are raising the stakes. And uh, to me, that, that's what's more, more fun about it. 
Go ahead. To me is Val Verde. The Vietnamese geese on Long Lake. I just saw one fly by. <laughs> he was from Vietnam? Yeah. Oh, nice. He came in for a quick visit. He didn't even stop in, Vietnamese geese. He just flew by and said, what up, dudes? So, the, it, it's, it's about taking it to the next level and it just... Really, it's it's an, another added minutia, right? So, and then we're going to talk about the. Well, I think what there's you so said, many different more minutties that they, they can go into. You but might have mentioned it while I was kind of looking at notes, but I think you said it verbally. If you want to feel, yeah, you know, people play Madden. Some play because they want to be a quarterback. Some want to be a coach. You want to be a manager. You want to be a, you know all those things. When you're doing a, a, a dynasty league, and please don't um, undermine what I say here. Uh, you, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. But you're like the best way to feel like you're a pro GM is dynasty league because yeah. year to year you're going in. And you're saying like you said, and we're gonna go through this whole thing. You're like some years aren't your year, so you're building. Some years, and it, you know, I, we'll we'll get to all that because I don't want to I don't want to blow our nut on that. But I think when you say that, it's like let's that's re- why okay, I let's, feel revi- let's revisit that. So write, yep. write this down that we're going to come back and revisit this question. Yep. About what you like best and about you know feeling like a real GM. Yep. And, and just write feeling like a real GM, and then we're going to reapproach that at the end after we answer all these questions, and then you tell me, listeners. Do you think you feel like more of a GM after all this? And I think your answer is going to be a resounding yes. Tall ball bearings these days. Um, okay, so the next question I got is, um, what's the difference between keeper league and dynasty league? Right. So again, know your league. Um, you know, a lot of people think that there is no difference between a dynasty or a keeper league. Um, there is a keeper league designates that you get to keep certain players it not based on anything except that you get a certain amount of keepers per year what their penalties may be and these are usually i'm going to say the 100 percent. these are redraft leagues redraft leagues that allow you to have players that you are able to retain from year over year are keeper leagues um, because they're saying you get to keep this guy you draft in the 11th round the standard uh, way that you lose that guy is that you keep an 11th round or any round that you draft the guy, you you lose your draft pick the next year two rounds earlier. And that's the way, that's the norm. That's the standard. That's the standard. So Some, you lose two, right. two r- earlier. Correct. So, you so for example, okay. you draft anyone you drafted in the first round or second round, you cannot keep. Those are automatically going to be back into the pool next year. I like that. A third round pick, if you want to keep them, it costs you your first round pick the next year. So, again, and this is where we get, I get a lot of these questions from these keeper owners, and they say, well, I got this guy who I got in the third round. He's great. I wanna, I'm thinking about keeping him for my first-round pick. My answer to you is always no. Why? It's, you, at the very most, you're getting him at fair market value. Yeah. The, the idea of keeping somebody is because you're getting him at above uh, market value yeah. you know, or below market value. I'm sorry. You're paying a lot less for him than what he's you're truly worth. You're getting value. Yes. All the value is on your end of the table. It's not a crapshoot. It's not a 50-50. You, so, to me, in keeper leagues, I don't really look at anyone that was drafted in rounds one through five as a potential keeper. Unless it was, like, the best player in the league and I'm going to get him in the fifth round and I get him for a third-round pick. And there's, But the greatest value there is really guys that where you're able to steal. Like, uh, in my one, uh, I'm in one keeper league and I'm in four dynasty leagues. So. Well, what, what, where, I know you're keeping 
Andre, uh, we're going to talk during this. Let's not talk about that league yet. Okay. We're in the keeper leagues right now. So okay. I'm in one fair keeper enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I'll let you so run So with this one league I had, uh, and they don't allow you to go, it's, it's anyone drafted after round 10 costs you your eighth round pick. Okay. okay. Now, if you so if I have a, and I, in that league last year, I drafted with my very last pick, Percy Harvin. Because why not? Jesus. Right. Okay. So I'm me? keeping him. He'll cost you. You remember we talked about that in the podcast yeah. last year. All summer we, last year. I recommended year. everyone do All that. All summer. We said, Harvin, take him with a flyer at the end. It's a no-brainer. No, everyone's going to be thinking he's out. He's out. Take him with a flyer. And now I'm like, yeah, it's And I can only keep two guys. Now you got to lose eight, 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 eight or nine Two rounds. keepers that I can keep. Right. Jesus. And my other guy, I got Jordan Cameron. Ridiculous. In the, I got Jordan Cameron in the 14th round in that league. And I also have I have another guy that I could potentially keep. So I, I'm probably going to go with those two because it means I'll have all my first seven pick. Uh, actually, it'll be my eighth. I'll lose a seventh round pick as well. But that's okay. If it's Harvin who cost me my seventh round pick, I'm fine with that. Fine with that. And then I have all the other picks. There are going to be guys. Fine with that. You have most everybody else in the league that uh, they keep two are going to be keeping between rounds three through six. Which means that every time that I get to one of those, that's a draft guy who's not picking that round. I move up again. I move up again. So keeping guys in rounds one through five for the next year where they're going to cost you a third round, second, or first is silly. You really want to be getting... Even if it's a Peyton Manning in a, in a, in a six-point league? <laughs> now, if it's for a third round, okay. For a, first, a late second round pick, okay. If it's a first round pick, no. What's the point? You're getting him where you would have got him anyway. You know what I mean? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I, the only reason why I asked that is because I know you answered Tyler Field, uh, or I answered him for you because you're on the road and text me. Well, with my awesome answer, right, yeah. do that. <laughs> like, you just can't, you can't not go with that guy. And I, I, I don't know. That's just the way I brought it up. All right, this is this is great. So, keeper, which out of a keeper or a dynasty league, just at, at face value, you don't need to go deep into. Hmm. Which do you think is more? Fun. Which do you which do you like more out of those two? If you are or new commissioners that are trying to change rules or start new leagues, this is okay. what's the way to go? Know your owners. Know your owners. Okay. <laughs> if your owners, Ryan's door pays me well, <laughs> are not going to uh, really want to go full bore into what is in, what is necessary in dynasty and are not willing to do an auction league because they're so freaked out by it and they have no idea and. It, We'll talk about this because don't be afraid. Once you try it, you'll be like, why the hell was I ever doing all these other ways? This is such a fun way. But then I'm in so many auction leagues and I'm like, I love my one redraft league because it's the, or two leagues because I get to draft. I never yeah. get to draft anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like me with dogs in the tub. If read, read up on it on the internet. So if, First time I tried it, I was like, I love this. Right. And if your owners are not... <laughs> Oh boy! Go. Good thing he doesn't listen. Go. Uh, go. 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 Um, uh, someone right now is looking up dogs in the tub. Like, um, I don't know if I can listen to Pyromaniac.com, the Pyro Podcast anymore. Thank you, D Rex. Thank you. We're sorry. We're sorry. Just putting it out there. Um, We're informing. If you if, if guys are not willing to go all in on really running like a GM and doing the whole minutia of managing salary caps and doing that type of thing, then you go to a keeper system. And this is a question that's not written down, but just came up, and I'm going to be in dynasty in dynasty or keeper leagues in these kind of leagues. When people, maybe more keeper leagues, when people are out, are they more engaged because they still need to do it for next year? Yeah, like you know, in, in regular leagues, like when there's like three teams that are out early, and you like all of a sudden got to like call them like, dude, I'm I'm, I'm playing for the last playoff spot mm-hmm. with the team you're playing. 
field your best lineup. You, you haven't changed your lineup. It's Saturday night. Get it in there. Does that happen the same More way so, or less? So? Okay. It's different, right? Keeper leagues, it depends. The keeper league that I'm in, you can only keep two players. So it's not like I have I can I made a great draft. I want to keep half my team. I can't do it. Um, so, but in those things, if you're a losing team, if I can acquire someone from you, let's say that if I know that I'm only losing two rounds ahead, and you have a guy like Percy Harvin who you drafted in the 16th round, and I say to you, "Look, dude, I know you're out of it. I want your best player. I'll give you Percy Harvin. You're going to have him for a steal next year. He's going to be your wide receiver one." Well, now all of a sudden. Now, does that does that mean that he's actually putting his best lineup forward? No, but is he still at least making moves to make himself better for next year with the potential keepers that he has? Yeah, but that's what another... you can hope for is that they're still engaged, right? A dynasty league forces more engagement, but changes it to such a different degree that I'll bring it up at a different point. To, in time. Why? Okay, and the last thing I'll say is tanking. I don't know if people. It, how does tanking? Mm-hmm. You know, more of an NBA thing, probably Tankapalooza. But how it doesn't does affect, tank, it does, doesn't affect auction leagues? So, but keeper leagues. If you're in a keeper league, do people tank and start doing the anti what we're talking about and playing the shittiest lineup because they want the first guy because now it's so valuable. The first draft pick, if it, first it, draft pick because it's so much more valuable because you get to keep him for four years if you want. Or, well, you're saying you can't. No, you, you can't because it's based want, on the round. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I, it doesn't really happen. So people that way. don't tank. Well, unless your league is set up that you're saying that the worst team to finish worst gets the first pick in the draft, which and not, none of those leagues you're in do that. One of them does, but it's the same time. I mean, are you really going to tank the rest of your season because there are keepers already? So you're going to tank everything for that first pick. I mean, if I got two weeks, if I got two weeks left in the season and I'm totally out. I might tank it to get the number one instead of the number two or three. It all depends, right? Because, look, I, I know I'm going to have – I won that league last year, so I now have the 12th pick of, of all the teams. But I know who my two keepers are who are seven and eight, and there's a couple guys who might keep two of their first-round picks. I get the wraparound at but that point. you can't point. keep your first two rounds. They were drafted in the third round. For got that. it, got it. So okay. there might be two guys that keep third-round draft got picks. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I even told the first one guy who's in my league, I told him, uh, Will, he goes, I got Eddie Lacy, I took him a throw, and I go, I hope you keep him. Because you're getting him a fair market value at that point in time. I said, I go, if you really want him, because you're a Packer fan, then go ahead and do it. But I thank you because as an owner, you're giving me an advantage. Quick question. This has nothing to do with... I have uh, no problem telling him that either. That's awesome. Quick question. It's nothing to do with Dynasty, but we'll talk about one specific player issue or player thing based on what you just said. Mm-hmm. Eddie Lacy. Yeah. To me, he's not a first rounder. To you, what? In any format. Do you like Eddie Lacy? If you have the ninth pick... If you have the eleventh pick, 12th, depends do you on the like rules. Eddie Lacy? Depends on the rules. If 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 it's not about PPR, he's gonna have. Okay, so like my here's my friend who, who who I said you're smoking the crack. He goes, he's gonna get twenty touchdowns this year. I said, no one's had twenty touchdowns since like, <laughs> many years. You got to go back, Ladanian Tomlinson or whatever it was, the last guy that scored twenty touchdowns rushing. Rushed for twenty touchdowns, not twenty total. Yeah. Rushed for twenty touchdowns. Got it. Got it. Um, and I said, I think more realistically, you're looking at 10 to 15. 10, 10 is up for sure. To 15, maybe Agreed. at the high end. I said, I go, you got to remember, too, last year he played a good portion of the games. It was, what, nine games without uh, Aaron Rodgers. And then what I did was I looked at the, the, the number of touchdowns that he scored with. I go, I go, have you looked at the number of touchdowns that he scored with Aaron Rodgers versus the ones that he scored without? Because I think he had rushed for 11 touchdowns last year. And it was like he rushed for six of them. 
uh, in nine games without Aaron Rodgers, and five of them in like uh, the the seven or nine games that he played, whatever, however it was, it was it was enough to say. Understand that Aaron Rodgers is not a guy who's always willing and going to be the guy to hand off the ball in the red zone. He will throw the touchdown. McCarthy is a guy that wants to suck on Aaron Rodgers' cock a lot more than Olivia Munn does because she wants to blow D-Rex. Um, but he's going to give that some games. He's going to be like, not, and, and you're not as awkward as Yeah, absolutely. Rodgers. I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to be licking her ass the whole fucking time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers ain't. <laughs> Taint's gonna do it. Taint's gonna do he'll it. Taint it. He'll taint it with uh, with with Channing Tate or whatever Tatum, whatever that guy is. If it's a guy, Channing Tatum. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Uh, Tatum. But uh, yeah, you'll you'll be with me sometime. We're both nerds, honey. Me and you, Olivia. You just don't know it, but it'll be. Uh, so, but the truth is, he's sometimes McCarthy's gonna be like, you know what? Aaron's on fire. I want to give Aaron a game that makes Brett Favre's best game look like dog shit. That's right. how they work. Right. And he's going to have one of those big days, and they're going to be like, they're going to be just winking at one another, make it happen, Aaron, and it's just going to be the Eddie Lacy forgotten show, and Aaron's just going to go back and be like, Audible, I'm, it's, it's basically rat parts. I'm having the best game of my life. Right, well, you got to remember, what did they have last year? You had Randall Cobb got injured. You had Aaron Rodgers got injured. What did you, you had nothing else. You had to rely. Jonathan Franklin got injured. You had to rely on Eddie Lacy. So remember how many awesome runs, or not that many, but some sweet runs that happened with uh, Stark. Right. They're going to be using him more this year because that team is primed to reach. It, it could reach the and, Super Bowl. And I agree. They're not going to run anyone to the ground. And I agree. They, they want to have running. a running game because they want to. But, yeah. but their red zone attack. By no way, shape, or form resembles anything of the Marshall Falk, the Priest Holmes, the Sean Alexander, the Ladinian Tomlinson. Twenty touchdowns, everybody. That's said? what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. Is, does he remind you of any of those guys? No, none. And Emmitt Smith. No, that's not the offense that they have. That's how. They, okay, that's a perfect know your Isn't team, right? Backup. Remember Johnny Troy Aikman. Leonard Troy Aikman was like a fantastic quarterback. But he was a horrible fantasy quarterback because because Emmett Smith, when they were inside the five yard line, they was always gonna they would give the ball to him three times. Or they would more never, moose. Right. But I mean, it was a running touchdown. Yeah. They were not gonna pass the ball inside the five yard line. And Michael Urban, as great of a fucking wide receiver as he was, was the king at fucking over his fantasy owners by catching an amazing catch and going out at the two yard line to set up Emmett Smith's stupid fucking touchdown. I, I had I had Urban one year where he had like seven touchdowns. I'm like, you should have fourteen touchdowns, you stupid son of a bitch. But you go out of the two. No, it happens. And then the truth with that team, I don't even did Troy Aikman as a Hall of Famer, obviously he never threw for thirty touchdowns. Did he ever throw over thirty? No. 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 There you go. Uh, all right, let's get to another question here. Yeah. Okay, we, we covered the difference between keeper and dynasty. What's the difference between dynasty and auction? Or if auction is a subset of dynasty, give yeah. us give us a little bit on that. Cause I think to me, to me, it's uh, it, 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 if you're not doing a redraft league, then you're doing an auction league. Then you're in a dynasty league because now the reason it's called dynasty is because it's true build a dynasty. You're a GM. You have five years. So you can't be. You can't be in a dynasty without auction. Correct. Okay. If you are, Keep, a, if you're in a redraft keeper, league, it's, it's a keeper. League. It's keeper. Right. Unless you're doing auction you're money, in, then it's dynasty. Got right. it. Now Got there it. are. If you're in just like a regular each year league, you can have a, a redraft league or an auction league. Okay. And you reset the numbers every year, and everyone just bids. In a dynasty league, it's truly being a GM. 
where you have auction at the initial auction, right? Where everyone's going to fill out their team, and what you do is you, you, you start, instead of having a draft order, you have a nomination order, okay? Where you get to nominate a player that's going to be bid on. It doesn't snake, it just goes around and around and around. So ideally, here's the rule of thumb, when you're nominating players to be auctioned, you nominate players that you do not want. Because you want other people to spend their money on these players and you want to sit back and be like, here's a top guy, uh, Tom Brady, I don't want him this year. Let someone, let the bidding go up and someone spend $40, $60, $50, Typically, you have a $200 budget for your team, whether that is over a 16-man roster or 18-man roster. If they go to extended ones, and some of them will go up to like a $250 or $280 salary. But bitch, I got extendos! So let's use, now let's talk about the one league that I'm going to talk about. So I'm only going to reference one league's rules in Dynasty here to give an example. This is a 14-team league that I'm in. You have uh, 16 roster spots. You have a $200 salary cap uh, of which to, to bid on players. When you acquire a player, um, you, he, he receives an A contract. Uh, you get to keep a guy, you can keep a guy for up to three years with no penalty. It's a, his contract goes from A to B to C. His, his salary, where you... What does that mean, to A to B to C? So A means that you have him for two more years after this year. B means you only have him for one more year after this year. C means this is the last year of his contract, and you either have to do a designation at the end, which is... You're going to franchise tag that player, or you're going to drop that player. If, I, if you franchise him, then you're giving him a B? No, then you're giving him a status of franchise tag. You're only allowed to have two franchise tags on your team. And franchise is, is like the regular one, where it's it, whatever the money amount is, no, no, the based way, on the position, is what you're going to have to pay for that guy? Not in this league, okay. no. In this league, uh, or we call it tag. We don't call it franchise, we call it tag, T-A-G. So you tag a guy, which means that you can just... Keep a guy beyond his contract as long as you want, as long as he's a tag. But his price will continue to go up. Okay. What if you laser tagged a player? Then he would be out if you were at the uh, laser dome. <laughs> what if he photoned a player? Uh, depends. Did you? Did Both he, people right now in photon. Were, were his defensive shields up? <laughs> <laughs> That's like when I said, "What if you laser tagged?" I felt like Ali G. Yeah. Like, so, tell me about these WBLTs. <laughs> <laughs> these weapons of WBLTs. The stuff that that guy would say when he's with like four, he's got like four like geniuses. Condoleezza Rice he's with. Oh, my, God. oh my God. So, these BLTs that are getting dropped all over, what what are they bringing? I mean, they, they sound like they taste pretty good. You know? What's with these airplane domes that they have flying around killing people? I didn't know that domes could kill people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Another thing to watch. If you haven't, we know you've seen back. Borat. He's, he's yeah, it's back, and it's back. pretty yeah. fucking funny. But Ali G had Borat. It had uh, what's the, what's the uh, Bruno, Bruno, uh, and god damn! I mean, some of that early stuff, early two thousands, is as good as anything. And it was ever. so good too because he came from England. He's a genius. He's a genius. And he would get like interviews with the top. Uh, like uh, American officials, political and people, thinking senators. that he was an absolute legitimate uh, English broadcasting thing, 
Right. They'd be like, this would be good. This would be good. This is going to be for the hip-hop audience. That's the next this holiday. Is gonna, this is going to help. This, yeah, that would be that. Respect. Respect. We'll, do yeah, we'll, do, we'll do an allergy we'll, show. We'll do an allergy show. You know the show. PR guy's like, this would be great. We'll get hip-hop boats next. And we could do a Bruno we'll do show and a, and, a, and a Borat show, too. I love the Bruno one where they're going. It's like, yeah. And they're, they're, these guys on the beach like down at like Daytona are going nuts. And he's like... What's this for? And it's like, yeah, it's for a gays. It's for a gays. Websites, our TV, our cable stations down in um, Australia. You guys are like, what? They're like beating them up. <laughs> like, what? They've just been so gay for the last 20 minutes. They were just hicks. Uh, uh, we love you. You're the best. Sasha Baron Cohen. All right, Respect we got, we got to sidetrack. Where were we there, though? No, we're good. We're, we're allowed to... It was basically, what's the difference between Dynasty and Auction? I think you did a good job talking about it. If you want to keep going on it. Um, you know, it's just there, there's a lot of stuff we got here to talk about as well. Okay. Oh boy. You're in the records room. The records room? Oh, I'm fine. Can I get you something? Uh, yeah, do you have the Beatles White Album? Never mind, just get me a glass of hot fat. And bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia while you're out there. I've, I've asked in many a time for the head of Fredo Garcia. Um, all right, what's the format? Um, there's something important when it comes to all these kind of leagues. Yeah. For you, you've told me, I'll, I'll preface this a little bit. I remember last year you are like, you know what, I, I don't have the team to win it this year. So I'm going to build up pieces and I'm going to be really awesome next year and two years down the road. And I remember sitting there just because I don't do that and being like, man, that's crazy. The fact that he's storing up for two years from now in fantasy football. And then we've had a number of questions on Second Opinions and Facebook that kind of ask the same question. So... Well, most of these questions are you and I coming up with, me coming up with, what would I ask? This one's one that keeps kind of popping up and makes a lot of sense to me. It's like, what's the formula? Drafting talent that might be a little more aged mm-hmm. or getting the real, the rook, grabbing a rookie that you think is going to be around for the next 10 years or grabbing a middle-aged guy for a few years? How, how do you balance the guys you're going to pick between talent, age, Rookiness and greenness and all that good stuff. Like, how do you really construct yeah. the team? It's got to be. It, all right, let's. It's got to be hard. Let, before we really get into this question, can I bring up one aspect yeah. that I know we're Whatever gonna, we're gonna no, bring up? No, get it. You mentioned rookies, and, and here's an aspect that I think is so important with um, these dynasty leagues: is that rookies play a major role, and, and the way that they play a major role is that we have rookie drafts. Okay, so rookies usually are not in play, uh, or the top rookies are not going to be in play uh, when the season starts. And so what I mean by this is that we actually, uh, in, in our dynasty leagues, have a, uh, in, in this one dynasty league, we have a, a, re, a draft every year. Um, and you mentioned before about tanking, uh, where it's based on the teams that are finished uh, in the playoffs. Their draft order is determined by the way that they finish. Uh, the same thing for the teams that finish worst to uh, not in the playoffs. All have a chance to win the uh, to, to win the number one draft uh, pick in our rookie draft. So basically, every season before uh, after the NFL draft has completed, um, we then conduct a draft amongst the rookies in our dynasty leagues. And actually, I have this in uh, in three in, in all three of my dynasty leagues. And the way that it works is um, that you are drafting players that were drafted in the NFL draft. 
These are players that you do not have to activate, that you can keep on a reserve roster. Some leagues, uh, the league that I'm talking about here today is one that will only allow you to keep a guy on that reserve roster for up to two years, or you can only have a maximum of five players on that reserve roster in one at one year at any point in t- uh, during at the, at the beginning of the season. If you make trades during the season uh, and acquire more of those players, that's fine. But at the start of the next year, you have to be down to five. So that rookie draft becomes so important because you are you know the top players are all being drafted by people every year, and uh, uh, and they all have set salaries based on where they're drafted. But to your point earlier that you had made, uh, D-Rex, about tanking, you know, how do you prevent someone from tanking? Well, because they want to get the first pick in the rookie draft. Yeah. Well, we have a lottery system, okay? So, so there are eight teams that, um, that go into, that don't make the playoffs in this league, in this 14-team league. Um, so they all go into the, uh, the draft lottery. And in the lottery, um, it's, it's, you have a percentage chance based on uh, where you finished. So what happens is, is that the team that finishes last place does not even get over a 50% chance. Uh, so they actually only get a 40% chance to win the lottery. The second best team has a 26% chance down to 16% for the next 8%, 4%, 3%, 2%, 1%. Now, how do we do this? I actually have an old bingo hopper. <laughs> I've with a hundred you know, balls, I know. With a hundred ping pong balls, he's got it like literally sitting as like an. Uh, uh, no, it's in the closet now. You got my roommate's gone. My roommate's gone. I got, I got the closet back. I got the for a while. I was like, God, oh, he used that a lot. Like, nah, once a year. Twice like, a year for two yeah, weeks. Twice, twice a year. Um, maybe it shouldn't be like the cornerstone of this room's architecture. <laughs> Horrible old dusty thing from like some Love church in it. Wisconsin. It's great. Bingo. So Bingo. what we did is we left forty of the balls just white to determine that forty percent. And then we took different colors and colored all the different balls. So we put them in the hopper and we, we roll them all through and then it comes out. The team that has had the best opportunity since we started this league, uh, this one was started, what was, our, what was our inception of this league? I think it's like 2006. Uh, every, the, only, the number one seed won it once. One time at the number you gotta one seed. You've got to put the, uh, during your, Houdini is going to be writing a dynasty piece and it's going to kind of be, Primer approach strategy and all this. It's probably going to be your, one of your more comprehensive pieces. That well, it would have going to happen. Over it the actually, next, may, I may be running. Have uh, this I mean, thing I'm looking at right there with this draft. That's awesome. It helps. It's like these guiding rules. Remember when you mm-hmm. wrote the piece on? Oh, you want to be a commissioner? Here right. are five different things, and you actually gave. In that piece, which what do you remember the name of it? We should tell. Them. In uh, that piece, you I think I think we included word documents. No, I included the constitution. Three of, different leagues. Three different leagues, and you had the constitution as a word document that could have been downloaded that someone can take Correct. and use it their own. I hope. I think it was know your or it was uh, no, it was a dynasty something. It said dynasty something. Yeah, it was dynasty something. So check that out. Oh, no, or, no. Or was, oh starting, you're starting, starting a new league. Starting a new you're league. Starting That's a new league. That's the so one. check out something like that. Starting a new league um, on our website, and it, it, it's awesome. It's again us opening up the curtain and saying, hey, you want it? You're, you're new to fantasy. You want to do it? We've been doing this forever. We got these crazy leagues. Take it and run with it. So now here's two points. I and make it. I want to go back to the question that we, that we were that I okay. That I nice, nice. Okay. This is my whole point. I wanted to bring up this whole rookie thing. So number one, you ask about how do dynasty leagues they they avoid the tanking aspect, right? Because you're not taking anymore. Because look, I have it set up. It's a lottery. It's a chance. It's not even a guarantee. It's happened one out of eight years. So actually, it doesn't make sense to to, to tank. 
Uh, but number two, when you uh, you Thanks go back a lot. to Thanks a lot, Noonan. Right. But <laughs> knowing that you have these rookie drafts, okay? So what happened was the question. Read the question again All right. that I need to answer. What's the format? What's the formula when you're doing these types of dynasty keeper? No, dynasty. Dynasty leagues. Dynasty. When we're doing the dynasty leagues, do you want to go with veteran talent that might be a little bit deeper in their career? Or do you want to go with a guy that you think is going to have a long career that's a rookie or really young? Or is there a medium where you want to grab a couple guys? You want to go in that middle range and grab a guy for two seasons to get you over the hump? How do you, what's that balance when you're constructing a team? All right. First of all, I think that the number one goal. And there's no right answer. No, no, there is no. There is no right answer. Everyone has different strategies on this. Yeah. But for me, here is a one a first a misconception. You try to win every year. You go to win. That's that's your goal. So like when I told you I can't win this year, it's because it, understand your realities too. The reason why I couldn't win in, in these two leagues this year is because I'd gone for it two or three years in a row where I had traded away my rookie draft pick or draft – and in this league that I – the league that we're talking about today has two rounds of draft picks. What's the name of the league you're talking about today? This is the Pat Tillman Memorial Football League. Oh, I thought it was the other one. What's no. the other league? Oh, what's the team you name in that one? Your team name. I like it. Oh, and this one? This is the Baton Rouge Bitch Slappers. <laughs> I like your icon. Thank you. Hold on. I'm going to – I'll see you guys in a minute. You, you carry on. I'm She's gonna... a KCCO, you know, so <laughs> keep calling Chive on, girl. From Baton Rouge. All right. Nice, nice. So, uh, but I'm, I'm actually changing my logo this year. I'm going back to when I was a winning team. And I'm going with uh, mostly. It's probably going to be uh, Ali knockouts, or or because he has like the best photography of him, or just great boxing knockouts, like a guy staring over another guy. And I'm going to have a different boxing knockout for every week. You should ask your girlfriend to let you take some uh, some snapshots that you know, that she knows you've recorded and taken a screen grab of, and every week you and your lady a different one. Just find out. You better watch yourself. <laughs> You better get watch you better check yourself yourself. before you wreck yourself. <laughs> you got a few too many of those two hard nails. I'm gonna might give you. I only had three. I might give you I two. A, I might I give you a, two little lumps under those eyes. I like it. All, all right, right. All right. It's official. Houdini's right, danger. Houdini's danger. The litmus test achieved <laughs> achieved well. I, I had to, I had to see if you really liked this one. Don't push. It happens. <laughs> it happens. All right. Go so on. so to that to that point, you're always trying to win every year. Um, the, the, the proper mixing, especially, mo- as I said, every league that I'm in has this rookie aspect to it. And I, I highly recommend that if you are in a dynasty league that does this redraft and stuff, you should also have this rookie aspect as well. Because the, what else does it do? It makes your football season start earlier. I've already, you, D-Rex has seen me here, I've already, had, I've already completed uh, three drafts. The three leagues that I'm in that do this, we've they're done already. I picked a guy while we were doing our. Someone took right. a shitty picture. Yes, I got Bishop Sankey. I got Bishop. You're like, and then no, you, no. Look at, you look at me. I'm like, dude, we got a lot of work to do. Like, my draft's done. Yeah, I'm done. Well, those done. are my so two I, picks. I had, I had two of the top. Uh, that that was a uh, uh, for one round uh, twelve picks. I had the number one, the number five, or number two and number five. Mike Evans. Bishop Sankey, thank you very much. And Duck Butter, who we were talking about earlier, he's the one that took Andre Williams with number six. Duck Butter. <laughs> anyway, so when you are building your team, you got to realize this. It's Think about it this way, too. When your league starts for the very first time, that is the only time in your league that when people and you go onto websites and they show you auction values, that is the only time an auction value means anything. Okay, and even then, they it doesn't express what is going to happen in your auction, because well, here's what happens: 
Guys are going to go, and, and there's going to be whoever the if you're starting your league, the whoever the top players are, they're going to go for 50, 60, 65, up to seventy dollars. What's the most you've ever seen? Ninety nine dollars on a two, with a two hundred dollar two hundred dollar budget. Who was it? It was Ladanian Tomlinson. Jesus. So, and let me guess. Sounds let, like it sounds like let, the let Miami me, Heat. Let me let you guess. If they had, did that guy make the, did that guy make the playoffs? No way. No. Um, because you can't, you can, and, and that's a rule of thumb. Do not sacrifice that much of your salary for one player in an initial auction, okay? Because there's going to be situations where you're going to need to spend the big money. I'll get to that. So when you're constructing your team from the beginning, you need to look at. I, I always so the first year that I started this league, actually, I didn't. I went for the longer play. I, I went for one, one. One thing I want you to do before you get in there. Yeah. When you were talking about the rookie drafts, yeah, there was an analogy you said for me that that, that summed it all up. And I want to go back to that quickly. And it was yeah. that NBA free. We're, we're not there. We're not there yet. Oh, you're not there. Okay. Okay. I thought it was a good no, time no, no, to no. do it with 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 close, uh, the, close. The, the Okay. Close. Okay. okay so. So, like, for example, when my league started, it was actually back in 2005 in this league uh, that we're talking about, the Pat Tillman League. Um, I uh, drafted a team back then that finished 8-5, and five, but I was drafting for the future. It was Carson Palmer was a rookie, Larry Johnson was a rookie. I got both of these guys, and I was, I was just kind of waiting back, and I'm letting all the top guys go, and I said, I'm, I'm looking at the guys for when it started that I can get for basically really $15 or less that are going to be the studs of the next three years. And I said, let everyone spend all their money to win this year. To spend the $50, $60. They're going to waste all their, all their cash flow. I'm going to lock down three or four of the premier guys next year that will go for $40, $60, $70 in the auction. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to lock them down for in the $15 to $20 range. And then come next year, I'll spend my big money on the guy that I need to add to this team yeah, yeah. Uh, to make it worthwhile. Yep. So when you are constructing your team in the beginning, uh, I... Who are those guys either? Um, let me see if, it, if I don't even know if it will still show me my roster. Okay, time. you don't. No, yeah, no, 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 I, no, I, thought, I, I don't know if the time. Yeah. I actually, you know what's funny? I still actually have the original draft board. I, I, I know with you all did. the stickers on it. I could right. probably go grab right it. on the same wall that that. No, uh, it's that, on top. That, that no, bingo it's not on my, thing. I should. I, you know what? That's what I should do in my second that's, room. That's, I should just put all my draft boards up all around the room. And then you should watch. You should watch the. Uh, you should watch uh, Ace Ventura, Pet. Like, yeah, I don't know. He just obsess much. That's much he said. Now look, they're little footballs. Finkel and I. Laces out. I ain't wearing Finkel. That Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and go to hell. <laughs> You're good. You're good. I mean, I've seen Ace Ventura literally like fifty times. But god damn, you know every line in that I love movie. that. But that and Blues Brothers, I can quote the entire movie. Unbelievable. Good stuff. <laughs> yes. Do you have uh, anything else? I say we move so, on to the next question. Yeah, so 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 the, the point is is again in that first year, do not get aging veterans either, unless you're getting them for a cheap price, or you're getting guys that you're or you, or spend a lot of money on a guy knowing that you're going to trade him, okay? And build yourself for the future. And anytime that I'm in a dynasty's league to start. I'm looking for the, I know I know who the players are, I want the values now. I want the guys that I can get cheap who are going to blow up, let everyone blow their money, let all the top guys that are the Adrian Petersons, the uh, you know, 29, 30-year-old players in the league, Matt Forte, all this. In two years, they're not going to be the top scorers. It's going to be all the guys that I'm drafting. Yep, I like it. So that, that's how I, I approach when you're starting. 
now we can bring up the other thing because here's the other point. When you have a rookie draft, it takes, in my league, this uh, Pat Tillman, there are 20, uh, no, 14, 28 rookies that are gone and are on people's rosters each year. So there's not a lot of guys that you can find. I did find a diamond in the rough, Andre Ellington last year, who uh, I was undrafted of those 28 picks. But traditionally, you just, Idiots. you're going to know that there are mostly all the players are taken. So uh, how do you build your team? You build your team by getting draft picks from people in trades. Uh, so we talk about the tanking aspect. When you're a team that's losing, I'm selling, yeah. My team may continue to lose because I'm selling off all my assets, but what I'm gaining in return is return. Nice so I told you, right, that I um, I had five draft picks out of the 28. You start with two, so I acquired three draft picks in this league. I had two first-round draft picks and three second-round draft picks. Well, going into next year, I've, I also have already made trades. I currently have my own draft pick in the first round next year. I have two other teams' first-round draft picks that I got because of me buying assets last year and guys overperforming their value. Gateway Hobokens. Uh, He's got three first-round picks. Correct. Wow. And uh, do I have anyone second-round Is it a good? These not, are good potential, yeah. And, and now, is that only rookies? Yes, we're talking? only okay. rookies. Okay, got it. So, so... I had five picks this year. I'm going to have five picks next year. In three years, if you so now didn't pick like if, an I idiot, if I draft correctly, two years. If I draft correctly, that's why I said I go. I'm building for the next. I'm building for my next dynasty. And isn't this the team that you have? You haven't even had to put Andrew Luck. No, uh, no, have, this that's is, no, no, no. Okay, so this this team. Let me let me give you an idea. And keep it on this team. I'm sorry. I've right. just seen a bunch of. Them I know. I know. Draft. So let me. So here's where I'm keeping what I have going into this year. I actually even traded one of my draft picks that I had this year, who a guy. Uh, Used on Bruce Ellington, uh, and I got Lamar Miller for him. At I'm an Iron fan. Bruce Elling- Ellington, not so, going to be a good pick. I'll give you my best players first. I have Jimmy Graham this year, at least. as a tag player at $15. Now, w- the way that we do the salary increases, if he's between uh, $1 and $9, he goes up two, to, 2 bucks every year. Where he's at now, and then it's a dollar more every ten dollars. So you draft next this year? He's, guy? No, I traded someone actually. When I had the potential, the potential, when I had a forty percent chance to have the number one pick. I had a friend, uh, Hoboken, who actually had um, Chris Johnson. Uh, he had Jimmy Graham. And he had someone else. You could only keep you could only keep two tags. And he had to trade one of them. He goes, "I will trade you one of my tags for this pick." And he thought I was going to take Chris Johnson. I go, "I will take Jimmy Graham." So this was when Graham was at like eleven dollars. He's only going up on me to fifteen or or I got You're not dollars. having a great season with, with, with that. That's that's like a head start. Then I also made a trade. It's like Houdini's four yard sprint with a, with a ten yard advantage. I also then lucked out uh, in the the year when Adrian Peterson was a rookie. I ended up with a six for, or eight percent chance to win the number one pick in the lottery. I won it or four percent chance. I won it oh. and I got Adrian Peterson. So I had him for forever, and then I traded him uh, two years ago, and I got Percy Harvin in return, who I now have. Who's always and also my these are my two tag players, who's at twenty two bucks. So, so those are my most uh, expensive players. The rest of my team is Emmanuel Sanders at ten, who's a C contract, Lamar Miller at eight, and uh, Andre Ellington at five, who are both B contracts. And then I have and on B my means bench, got two years left, right? I, uh, I got no, I got this year and next year, yeah. And Kyle Rudolph, who's in the last year of his contract, at uh, $9. But I can always trade a guy like Kyle Rudolph for a draft pick from someone next year. 
You make those types of dog, moves. If dog are here, you'll oh, you, you get it up in a second. Dude. And then already currently on my... the best tight end since ever. And currently on my practice squad, I have Marcus Lattimore and Christine Michael, who I drafted last year when I only had two draft picks. And the Michael one we love, obviously Lattimore, it seems like... It's, it's not done. It's not done. It's hurt a little bit. It's, it, it, we'll see. You know, they, they, they're, not, they're not all in. So I think a, a, good, uh, a good segue right here is some of the things you're already talking about and how you got it. Trades. It seems like trades happen more vigorously, more effectively, more they're more significant when you're in dynasty leagues. And they happen all the time. And they're more regular. Because Roll there's it. a reason for people to trade all year round. Um, it, 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 yeah, it's the trading is. Oh my god, I love it because. You have to be on top of your stuff, and there are constantly people that are in bad contracts, that have this, that have whatever, or you're trying to, to, to trade up in, in the draft. Let me, let me show you how, how ridiculous a, a league can be. This league is so ridiculous. Let me show you something. Um, and, and the thing that, 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 that blew my mind, one of the guys who's uh, uh, one of my co-commissioners in this league. One of the guys in our league. His, team name, his team name is the Sin City Rounders, okay? And he is a guy who is, you think I'm in a lot of leagues? My friend Jay is in, I think, 10 leagues, if not more, and he'll do well, but one of the things that is his biggest downfall is that he loves uh, Sin City. He, yeah, and he, <laughs> he, loves, he loves the rookie draft more than anything else, and so he made trades this year. He didn't have, I think he only had like two, one or two picks into going into this draft. He ended up with seven draft picks. <laughs> he, got the, he acquired the number one overall draft pick. Think about this. I, I'm like, are you an idiot? He traded a now he's granted he's a C at eighteen dollars, but a C at eighteen dollars that you can tag and hold on oh, to oh, Julio Jones what? for the number one draft pick who he took Sammy Watkins with. Shitty pick. That's terrible. Terrible, right? Terrible. Sammy Watkins, especially this year, overrated. I that guy's not a layup. Then he traded up to get the number eight pick. And he traded Ooh, Jordan so Reed. He traded Jordan Reed, who he had like under like eight dollars, for the number eight draft pick, who he what? took Carlos Hyde with. Yeah. I said, I'm like, oh my god, so this guy is an idiot. Well, he's just—it's not that he's an idiot because he's—he's he's won the league. He's, he just loves—he loves—he loves. But, but it's—it's it's, he wants to—he wants to do a homegrown. But here's the thing about him, and this is what also when you you talk about the trading in these leagues, he's a wheeler and dealer. He'll. He'll and he'll always find someone, and then another one. He traded EJ Manuel to get like another draft pick that he, that, that he didn't have, that he didn't need. Well, that's the same, and it's not dynasty. It's not the, in this subject, but same guy we were talking about that took the six quarterbacks. One Waxman yeah. drafts a team every year. I look at him like, huh? I swear to God, this guy wheels and deals, takes picks, and and then three weeks later has a fucking totally different team. And it looks great. And you're like, oh my God, he went from being fucking three and five, making the playoffs, to 13, to 13 yeah, and one. making the playoffs, and it's just like, dude, you're a genius. All right, you made literally seven trades to grab four guys that totally changed your season. You know how to, you got the foreshadowing. Now, sometimes no, it backfires. It does. And here's the thing. Me and him, we're co-commissioners, so I talked to him on the phone. I said, Jago, what are you doing? You gave up Julio Jones for a chance on Sammy Watkins? He goes, yeah, I know. I think I'm maybe going to be like good, but he doesn't like the injury whole aspect. Yeah. But I'm like, he was $18. The guy puts up, and I'm looking at Julio Jones on your computer right now. Yeah, our favorite and, player. 
God. Is there a guy you'd rather watch on and, week to week? And then I said, I go, healthy? and I said, I go, you are a fool. I go, Jordan Reed, if that guy stays healthy, you are going to regret that one more than anything. He's like, and I'm really kind of regretting why I gave up EJ Manuel. I think he's like, I just kind of throw these offers out there and then people say yes. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's like, I'm like, send the email before, don't send it through the website. Uh, send an email. That's what that's what we do. I send one an email Charlie, to Gage. Charlie I don't, don't just, surf. I don't just send it through so that someone can say yes. Charlie don't like, surf. Got him on one though. Charlie don't surf is in this league with us too. He got Jay on this one because Jay's like, well, what about that? And the Charlie was back. Sure. He's like, oh shit! I sent him an email. I didn't even send him the, the trade offer, but he said sure. So I gotta give him. The, I gotta no, give him the deal. No. Well, no. I want to talk my way out of it too. I, like, I, like, uh, I was prospecting. I was saying, what, what were you thinking about? Oh, this? dude, an email. That's not that's not activate this trade. Right, right. We can right. go like, all right, let me think about it. I'll take it to the trade. I'll take it to the system. Uh, I've had I've had cold feet. So this leads me into another point that I'll get into before we can make that the reference. Is are you are you playing um, for, you know, I say you always should play for this year. And, and you should always be trying to win. Um, so it's 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 a lot more you get these people who are looking, uh, like Jay or, or some other owners that are looking for the future, always trying to get this young up-and-coming guy. They want to be the guy to find the next stud. And it's the same thing that uh, where, where he just traded Julio Jones. Back when Calvin Johnson came out, he's the guy that drafted Calvin Johnson. And he had to have Calvin Johnson. He traded everything uh, that he had in his assets in order to get Calvin Johnson to, to, uh, to get the number one pick to draft Calvin Johnson. And then, as he did, Calvin Johnson was good in his first three years, but he was not the receiver that he was in years four, five, and six that he was when he first came out. And he ended up not getting the benefit of those years. And I said, I go, you're risking the exact same thing happening to you uh, with Julio Jones that happened to you with Calvin Johnson. And I said, I go, I don't understand how you can do that after you've already been burned by it one time. Um, and I said, well, I, 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 why would you do that? I go, you saw it with Kevin. He goes, I, go, I know, that one really hurt. He goes, I don't think it's going to happen this time. I go, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I said, you, history's going to repeat itself on you again and again and again. Well, I love your analogy with the NBA. So, and, and, and throw that into the mix right now. So here's the point. Now that we've talked about these rookie drafts, now that you realize after not in your first year of an auction, you can keep and there are leagues. We can keep as many guys as we want. It's just a matter of does it make sense financially. So, like, if you bid $30 on a guy, uh, it cost you, let's see, what was it, 2 3 for 10 4 for 11 an extra $5. If he's 35 now he goes to 40 Then the next year he's 46 Then the next year he goes up to, to 50 whatever. You can't keep a guy for that long. Yeah. But if you find a guy at a low price, you can keep him for a long time, but it may cost you a tag, and you only get two guys that you can tag. Regardless... All the values are being kept by people. All the disasters and the high prices are being dropped. So when you get to your auction after you've already established the league for a year or two or basically for three months you've gone through a cycle, there's not a lot available at the auction every year. There are basically, you have, in my league, there are 14 teams. And let me tell you right now as it stands, who are the players that are out there at, at the positions that you can draft in, as a free agent? So let's look at the quarterback position. Your best quarterbacks are Colin Kaepernick, Sam Bradford, Joe Flacco, Josh McCown, 
Jake Locker, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what you're looking Johnny at. Johnny Manziel and Bridgewater. Those are those are those are rookies. They're 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 these are these they're are gone. they're already drafted. They're, they're, we haven't, they, haven't been added, they haven't been added to teams yet. Is that the Kaepernick you dropped today? That's the Kaepernick I dropped today. And you dropped him today because he was how many points? Forty one dollars. Forty one dollars. And, and I know that I can get him most likely for. About do you the want start. him back? I, only if I can get him at the right price. What do you What do you want, Cat? Ka- you dropped him forty one. If I can get him back for thirty five or less, I will take him. Nice. That's that's where I'm at. Running backs. So now you look at it. Okay, there's 14 teams that are bidding on players. You got Arian Foster. Next best, Toby Gerhart right now. Uh, Ray Rice is going to be suspended. Frank Gore, Steven Jackson, Maurice Jones-Drew, D'Angelo Williams, Darren Sproles, uh, Curie Robinson. This is what we're looking at. Uh, Wide receivers. uh, Okay, we got Andre Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Vincent Jackson, Wes Welker, Jeremy Macklin, uh, Reggie Wayne, Dwayne Bow, Doug Baldwin, Anquan Bolden, Rod Streeter, Jarrett Boykin, Steve Smith. It's it's slim pickings. Um, same thing will be in every position. So the point is, is my analogy. You're, you're, yeah. If you are going to try to build your dynasty team through the auction every year, it's the same as being an NBA team trying to build your team through free agency. You are going to madly, madly overspend for the talent that you get. And the Bulls, you're, you're hilarious. You're always like, that'll happen when the Bulls get a good free agent. Happen again. Carmelo going to New York. And what happens every year? We're going to probably overpay for Gasol, the same way we overpaid for Boozer. Yeah, Boozer. And we overpaid for Valverde. <laughs> <laughs> You're worth every penny, Valverde. We love you, Pomi. Uh, we won't amnesty you. Yeah, we won't. Yes. We might. We might, oh, we might tag you a couple times. Yeah, we'll tag you. We might tag you, but we'll tag you at the position that makes more money. Uh, be, if you tag like you're tagged in my league, you're okay. You're still accruing dollars. But you know, until what I'm you saying? become too expensive, then we lop you off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, 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 it's funny where you're just like, if you are building in dy- in dynasties like you're talking about through free agent. Free- Given those players you just mentioned, yeah, Andre Johnson. You said how much do you think Andre Johnson's gonna go? So Andre Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Vincent Jackson. The average mean between them is gonna average sixty-five dollars. What about Aaron Foster? What's he going for? Seventy dollars, and that's out of two hundred. So there's a good reason why I think that other guy that's getting rid of Julio Jones and Jordan Reed. I mean that that's what you're looking for, right? To be honest, what that guy traded away to get this lower is what you're looking for. But he obviously thinks he's thinking for three year or two or three. You also have to realize what what his team is because his team is is loaded with uh, potential. He's you know you get to the situation here ABC if you're all C contracts, which was where I was before. Yeah. I have no I only not only last year I had no C contracts on my team. That's why I knew I contracts. That means you got to tag them or they're gone. Right. So his current team now he's got. His tags are Matthew Stafford and uh, and Des Bryant. He's got a five dollar Michael Floyd. Well, that's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got AJ Green at, at an eighteen dollar seat. So he had to decide between Julio Jones and AJ Green. And he goes, "Well, Julio gets injured more. AJ, I'm going to yeah. go with AJ Green." But this is all because he's gone after all the rookies. So he had Des Bryant, Julio so he Jones. Drafted he drafted those had, guys as rookies. Yes, he had Des Bryant, Julio Jones, and AJ Green on so, his team last year. I think the most so, the look poignant at thing you're saying is build it through the draft, right? Build it through. Think the about draft. that. Think about that. Get a couple lucky guys. He didn't like, win last year, but going into the league last year, if I would have told you, you start your team with AJ Green, Des Bryant, and Julio Jones are your wide receivers. How do you feel about your team? Feel oh, great. by the way, you have Matthew Stafford at quarterback. It's unbelievable. <laughs> now, here's the one thing I want you. Here's the one thing, and, and I think we're pretty close to shutting this this segment down. 
Well, no, no, I want to make a point about this. Uh, uh, I will, I will. Hold on, but there's one thing that you said today where it's like, you know what? I've been building these teams. Last year we talked. You're like, I don't think I really got it. I'm going to build this team up. I'm, I'm going to get some of these. I'm going to get some, like what this fella did here. Yeah. You're going to get some of these assets and build them. You got Jimmy. You got some good, uh, good, good players. Good that players can, that I can hold for a while to, to build around. But what you have said. And this is the balance. Now, there's not great opportunity here, and I'm not sure if this is the same league. It might be a different league. You did say, you know what? I am going, which I haven't done the last two years, you, you, me talking for you. I am going to go for that one guy that's going to cost a little bit more money that is going to be that missing piece, that is going to be that difference maker now. It's not a rookie. It's not an over-the-hill guy. This ties back I will overpay for one guy, but he fits into the construction of this team really well and brings those points. And this brings back to that question that I kicked down the road initially yep. about like how do you construct your team. So if you have been smart throughout the year, so for example, I already told you on this league, I have the Andre Ellington who's cheap. I have uh, Lamar, Lamar Miller. So let's go through, and this year we had the rookie draft where I had five draft picks. I had the number four draft pick, which I took Jeremy Hill. I had the number uh, running back, who's on Cincinnati. I then had the number five draft pick where I took your boy, Brandon Cooks, uh, wide receiver. I then did not pick again until 18, and I got Marquise Lee uh, at 18, who we love of what he did at USC and what he could potentially do with Jacksonville. And I'm and, and going to be a lot better than Robert Woods. By the way, Jeremy Hill is the only guy that I'm activating to be on my active roster as an A. Everybody else is remaining on my practice reserve squad where I don't have to activate them. Not even next year. I can wait another year to activate them. Um, and then uh, with my last uh, pick. So a question I got for you on that for yeah. just being an outsider. So if you activate one of these guys, Marquise Lee, next year, yes, is he going to be on his B? A. Once so activate, once activate, that's when it starts. Right. Okay, so it's not A is not this year until you so, activate him. Got him. Yeah. So in that one league, is it is it the same where you have where you drafted Luck three years ago? And no, that league, that league doesn't have A B okay, okay, right okay. now. So how does that work? When that you, one, you haven't activated. How, no, I can, just, I can leave him. I can leave him on reserve roster as long as I want, but there's only a maximum number of guys I can keep on reserve roster. But how many years? Let's say you activated him this year. You're not going to do that. But, no, if I, you no, did no, do no, that, I, what, I will do it if I can trade Matthew Stafford. Okay, but if you dra- what? How does I can keep him as long as I want? His salary will continue to go up by fifteen percent every okay, year. Got it, got it, got and it, got that it. league also does where if he's in the top uh, got fifty it. overall, he goes up by twenty five percent. Got it. Okay. Which he probably will. Right. But again, you want to get the but his salary is going to be lower because when he comes in, he's only going to come in at like eight or nine dollars where I got him. Got it. So when you look at my last draft pick that I took in this league, I took Derek Carr. So and I traded uh, my other draft pick for Lamar Miller because I didn't want to have to activate Christine Michael just yet. Because I could only have five guys on that reserve roster, and if I used my other pick, he was the next guy that made the most sense to activate. But knowing what I know about Marshawn Lynch, I know he's going to break down. I only get three years of Christine Michael. I would rather activate him when I know that he's the starter. Yeah. And I expect that this is the last year of Lynch, whether it's a holding on, not getting injured, but just underperforming, or getting injured and then Michael gets going. Which gives me the opportunity, and this is also what you can do, people, is during the year, if Michael, if let's say Lynch goes down week four, week two, week one, whatever, I can activate Christine Michael, and then he becomes an A this year. I can do that up until like week thirteen. So, we're uh, the, are there a lot of leagues that do this A B and this tagging, or is that is that, yeah, a, is, that a, um, is that a pretty hardcore? I think it's. I, I think it's. Um, I think more kind of do stuff like this. I think the more you hard, like, you like it better. 
you no, know, I like the more hardcore, like Charlie's uh, when, when Charlie comes in the league that I joined of his, which is a sixteen-team league with defensive players, where you don't prices don't go up. You just determine how many years you want to give a guy a contract. There are buyouts. There are there, there's so much it's more. Truly, you take the minutia of this league, it's times ten, and you go into Charlie's league. Awesome. That's why we're bringing Charlie in for the big discussion on these dynasty leagues. Because when I remember when I joined his league, I go. I can't do this alone. Holy I mean, what the hell are we talking about? I don't know who any of these players are. And because of his league, that has uh, it's hurt me and helped me. It's made me who the man no, I am today. It's, it's hurt me and helped <laughs> me. It's helped me in the sense that I now know I'm I'm so in tune with rookies now. But it also hurts you because you're so in tune with rookies and you know the guy who's gonna be good, but you're a year or two years ahead of when he really breaks out. And that's something that's yeah. something that me you and Dog have happened to us all the time. So let me go back to your question about the There's high There's so many times where I'm a year early yeah. and I'm like, fuck's sake, right. I needed one. You were Not on Kaepernick. You were one year early on Kaepernick this last year. He'll be great this year. Well, I, I, was, I was right on, on yeah, with yeah. him his first year. Right, first year. But, but, the, but the explosion that we thought. Anyway, yeah, you know, I'm with you. Back to the spending the big money. Yes, everyone should spend big money on someone, whether you're a winner, whether you're a loser. Especially if your team is not going to be good, spend over bucks on big players that you know you can trade to other people for value coming back to you. Sometimes are you <laughs> doing that too? You want to spend, but are you doing it to raise the price on a guy? That's a tricky thing too. Yes, I've I've done, I've, you're yeah. like, yeah, I'll take him. When but I at see the same a guy, time, I want to plummet. I know he loves him, and I'm, I want to plummet been, this guy's budget. I've been burned both. I've been burned and helped. I've, I've done it both ways. Where. I know this guy wants him, and nobody nobody's bidding on him, and he's at sixteen dollars. And this is a guy who should be thirty bucks. I'm like, he can't get him for sixty seventeen. He goes eighteen. I'm waiting. No one else has been nineteen. Jesus Christ, people! You're not gonna let him have him for this cheap. If you seen the rest of his roster, what yeah, are we doing? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then, you're, and then you he got him to thirty seven. No, then he doesn't bid anymore. Or I don't know. Yeah, you're going up. You're like, yeah. I'll only go one more dollar higher, and then the guys st- they, they stick you with him. Yeah. Or there's also guys where I act like I'm bidding on him, like I want him, and I know a guy is bidding me up, and then I then I hook him. I just leave him hanging out there. I go, oh, he's all yours. Enjoy. I didn't want to spend forty dollars on him. Oh, Take him for forty four. I thought you were talking about Jerry Rice, not Jerry. Right. I don't know another Jerry, but now how long have you had these pains, Mister Barber? Now that's the bar. Two beans? One bean. B-A-B-A-R. That's two. Yeah, but not right next to each other. I thought that's what you meant. <laughs> Jerry, I thought you meant... I've got three... I thought you meant the bar with three Bs. I've got three N's in my name, so if he had said that to me, it's like, is that with three N's? No, that's just uh, one N. <laughs> what? N-O-O-N-A-N. <laughs> that's three N's. Oh, I thought you meant uh, next to each other. Or, uh, <laughs> or the letter. Is it, you know, we use that letter. Mr. Mabar. You ever, uh, you ever spent time in prison? So, you, got the whole, you got your whole fist up there? So my big point, though, is that when you're a team, especially like if you're you were like me and you know that you're not going to compete, you've got to get that big top free agent. Not a guy that's going to potentially break down, but a guy that you're confident in that people want. And you start looking to trade him because people are going to say, I'll give you my draft pick next year and I'll give you this guy who's $4, who's a decent value with a B. Will you take him for this? And, and that's what, what happens in these dynasty leagues. There's so much trading that goes on because there's the flurry of, of that happens once. There's probably not a lot of trading within the first four or five weeks. Then once you get to week seven through nine and there's the teams who are now, you are out of it. 
You're not yeah. going to make it. Yeah, yeah. And they all start going, I need to work my salaries for next year. And then they start doing the math in their head. Okay, I need to get an A contract. They're like, I will trade this guy, but I only want A or B contracts that are good price contracts. Yeah, yeah. And draft picks will be considered. Rookie draft picks. So that's when I acquired last year. So I acquired Fred Jackson, who I added to 10 bucks. I got a first-round draft pick for him two years down the road. That's one of my first-round draft picks next year. The other one I got for uh, first round draft pick next year was Ryan Matthews, who I had gotten in, uh, who I traded away, I traded Vernon Davis for to get, uh, uh, or so got two first rounders for those old bags. Yeah, for those old bags, which shows you that if you're just, and also if you're smart enough to, where I was, I was like, I'm out of it. right, I was out of it. I'm like, I figured I was selling Anquan Bolden last year, who I had twenty twenty some odd dollars as a B. Nobody bid on him, but my running backs they bid on because I was like, okay, I'm lower down. I'm like I just like the value of these guys, so. Example, Pierre Thomas, guys, if you're in an auction league, in a dynasty league this yeah, year, you better pay attention to grab him for 12, 15, 17, 20 bucks because there's going to be a team, that, especially if it's a PPR league, that's going to give you, if you have rookie drafts or whatever, they're going to pay up to get a guy like that because the guys who are, are, have the top guys are, are either good or, you know, he just, uh, people are looking for values. And they also have to look at what they can trade that will fit under their cap. So, you know, and, and those are the kind of things. Please, so spending, in the piece, and, and in spending the, over seventy dollars on a guy is hard to get that guy to fit under someone's cap. It never One works. Thing too. Almost, it almost never works. Also, do this, people. Give yourself flexibility. While we have a two hundred dollar salary cap, in season it goes up by twenty bucks. So after the auction, you have a two hundred and twenty dollar salary cap. So it allows for people to make extra trades, acquire guys. Because it, here's the here's the pitfall. And it's got to be 20. It's not 10. 10 doesn't work. It doesn't give you enough free play. Because otherwise, everyone spends, if they have $200 for a salary cap, you should spend your entire $200 budget. It's stupid to leave any money on the table. Anyone that finishes out with $180, why didn't you spend it? You could have gotten three other players that you didn't get that you passed on. As and sold you by your money. story where you grabbed right. guys you didn't even need. You, right. spent, you had the budget. Right. Question I got. So, so here's, here's my point. The, the reason why you have that extra $20 for in-season cap built in is because otherwise... Trades don't happen because guys have to match dollar for dollar, and you cannot do that. You know, my, my 16 team league with Charlie, it's an eight extra $80 or $100 in in-season cap, which basically is saying trade away, guys. It doesn't matter anymore. You're only restricted to build your team once the team is set. Do whatever you want to do for next year. You're going to have to get yourself down by the next year's salary, but enjoy. Go after it. Trade, 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 trade. In that league, we have average about 100 Trades a year. <laughs> That's amazing. And then we talked about that. Obviously, trades are happening more. We're going to kind of just, we're close to wrapping this up. Quick thing, any other pitfalls that you have come across in, in these kind of leagues that, that you want to mention? Oh, hi. Where's uh, Mrs. Stanley? Adrian Cabana. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to be there. That's Cabana 6, right? Cabana 1. 1. All right. You would like something to eat or drink, Sam? Actually, I would. Charge it to the other hill, senor. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, do you have any caviar? Si, senor. Beluga, but it is $80 a portion. Well, I'm going to just take two portions of that. Uh, House of Lobster Thermidor. I recommend it, senor. Good, that'll be fine. Bring two bottles of uh, Dom Perignon to Cabana One. Very good, senor. And put down $30 for yourself, huh? Muchas gracias, senor. Nice place. It is the nicest place. This is such a nice place. So one of the pitfalls is that's one of the pitfalls. Um, make sure that you are building in these in-season cap. Um, also make sure, I would say that one of the other pitfalls is um, to 
not have your draft order set uh, or your auction, uh, not auction order, but your rookie draft order set based on record, do an auction or, I mean, a, a lottery system where it's a percentage yeah, type of a chance. Sense. Yeah. You want to do everything that you can to prevent tanking, to prevent cheating, to prevent any type of collusion. While, pre- yeah. while, um, pre- while promoting, trading, working, and, and, and having a lot of movement and excitement. Because that's the one thing that happens. The longer a league's together, the less of that stuff happens. People get burned by a player. I'm never trading with that fucking guy again. Another situation happens where all of a sudden when you're in five years or, or yeah, ten years in a league together, it's almost like the league is like, we know each other too well. We're just going to stay away from it. I'd rather not help you and not help myself and just draft and run forward and go by pickups. That's a great point. So that's also knowing that you're going to be in this thing for the long haul. These are the players who are going to be there. Do I really want to... You, whatever stink you put on yourself, your reputation will follow you. Your stink will follow you. And whether that stink is a good stink or a bad stink... It's known, and, and people know, so that is way... Is Pepe Le Pew a good stink or a bad stink? Oh, he's a good stink. Oh, that good I stink. like Pepe, I like all right, Pepe. All right. just know. wondering, just wondering. I need a barometer here, yeah. I needed a baseline. Uh, a bad stink would be more like, uh, who would be a bad stink? Uh, let me think of, who's a, who's a Looney Tunes character I didn't like? Uh, Doesn't have to be Looney Tunes. Well, I know, but I was trying to keep it in the same vein. What about, a, what about a, the, the kind of stink you get from, um, nah, I don't know. We'll we'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> but the question, the stink figure aren't here right now. So there we'll, you go. We'll there you on. go. The last thing I got. So we got those are some pitfalls, and I think you did a great job. Yeah, like, I think everything that we've mentioned before is pretty much have detailed ways to eliminate those pitfalls. So, but again, I think that it's easier to eliminate the pitfalls in dynasty leagues than it is in keeper leagues, just because of the whole nature of that. Again, when you're auctioning people off, it's it's what are someone willing to pay. What percentage of their what salary, of their salary, of, of, their, of all their, of their wall, draft next are they willing year. to pay for that player? So it, everything it does go to fair market value, but again, realize that once you're in the actual auction aspect, after you are keeping guys, you are are always overpaying for your for your value at that point. I love it. All right, last question I'm going to have, and just make it quick is. Is auction dynasty all these kind of great leagues? Is it a lot more work day to day than a normal, tr- more traditional standard fantasy type of league? Does it really equate to that much more work, or is it easy to kind of get it and know it and uh, be able to manage it? When you're, I mean, you're in seven. All of the leagues pretty much are in this dynasty format. Is that a ton more work or not really? It just seems like it. Not really. It just seems like it. It's one of those things that once you are understanding of what it is, it's no different than anything else. It's just one extra step. It's, it's, it's attributing a dollar amount to a player. So, for example, when we bid on players, um, in that league, in, in, in my Tillman league, there is no fab budget. It is strictly just... As long as it fits under your salary cap, you can bid on the guys. So there are guys who screw people over all What's the time. What's the ad budget again? Free First agent come? acquisition budget. Okay. Free agent um, acquisition budget. And so as long as it fits under your salary cap, it's, it goes back to the whole thing where I screwed over duck butter. I know that people in this league do that, and they're going to they're gonna constantly weigh over What is bid. duck butter? Do you know? I know. Go for it. Duck butter is the very end yes. of a beer in a can or a bottle. When you have one beer and you're drinking it, there's like that last, like, it's not even a sip. It's kind of half, and you just leave it. You're like, why do I want that? That's that's the duck butter. You know what we used to call that? Because, like, I mean, I was a pledge in my fraternity house, and we had to clean up after parties. 
and there were so many beers that had like that, 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 that had that, that, that duck butter in it. We called them hamsters. People left hamster in the beer. Like this, the weight of it is, it's not a full beer. Look at the hamsters stuck in the bottom of the beer. <laughs> I like it. I'm glad you guys didn't call it gerbil. Um, no, then, right. we would, then, we, then we would invite the chuds in, and they would pick up all the cans and take them out for us. Those are the homeless guys that would take the cans back to the, uh, to the recycling bin and get the like Richard Gear. Richard Gear. We got some chud. Do you know what a chud is? Do you know what a chud is? Sort of. Do you remember the movie Chud? I know the movie Chud. It's like, uh, un- it's like someone that's in, a, uh, in the manhole, under the manhole. It's an underground, right. underground dweller. Uh, some, what is it called? <laughs> chud stands for. Oh, what is it? I gotta Come get uh, oh, I can't find it now. I gotta find it over here. What the fuck? It's gotta be right there. You're, you don't even have to hit on anything. No? No. It was like something. Uh, oh, oh cannibalistic humanoid underground, underground dweller. dweller. <laughs> I'm just happy I knew what Chud is. I know it's like the movie thing. So that's what we call cannibalistic humanoid underwater, underworld dweller. That's what we called the guys who would just come in and pick up our cans. Hey, let the chuds have it. Oh let the underground dwellers it. have it. I love it. <laughs> All right, you know what I'll say? I think we did a ton of great stuff here. I want to do one more pyro promo before. Oh, no, I wanted to go back to you. You wanted to ask me the, the first question again at the end. Feeling, uh, so what do I love most I about Dice League? Yeah, you, no, you, you no, I want to okay. conclude. Go, go nuts. It's, it's the fact that you can see now. All the things we just talked it is, about. It's, it's amazing. And when you win in these leagues... I mean, there is nothing better. It's not like you can say someone's going to go, oh, when you drafted this guy in round seven and you just got lucky. No. I picked this guy up two years ago. I've had him for three years or whatever. I sat on him for this, and I brought him up at this point for this reason. Fuck you. I'm the champion. I am the best owner. I'm the best best, um, 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 GM. I'm the best coach. I'm the best, I'm the best offensive lineman, deep, or, uh, deep offensive coordinator. I'm the best defense coordinator. There you go. And when you win it all, you're just like, I'm fucking fired up. So the last thing I'm going to do is do a little Pyro Pro promo. Shit. I wanted this thing to be done the next three days, and it's, it's bummed me out a little bit, but it's a ton of work. I'm working with our developer pretty hardcore on a daily basis. We're launching a thing called Pyro Pro. It's going to be a game changer. It's totally different. You're going to be able to do a lot of things that customize Pyromaniac to your teams and the players that you have across your various teams. It's going to cost money. A lot of stuff that we offer on Pyromaniac is going to go from free to cost you money. I think it's a fair price. We're going to set it for yearly at $34.80. Uh, we're going to have a paywall system that allows you to buy an article, allows you to buy us for a day, and check out our whole site for a day. Allows Why us. $34.80? Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, $34.80. That's why you bring out the greatness, because that's what we bring you, the greatness. Poignant, baby. Those are our guys, man. And we're about to roll this thing out. And right now, to be all honest, I'm just, I, I've, been, I've moved in the last five days for our developer. This thing needs to be done August 1st, and it will be done. And what's going to happen with this, uh, with this system and what you're going to be able to do for your fantasy teams and the ability for you to communicate. A lot of you already do ask us questions across stuff. You're going to have to be a member of our Pyro Pro uh, family. family 
to get the kind of feedback and the one-to-one that we give everyone so far. We've been doing this for six years. It's not about us wanting to make money off what we're doing. It's about us taking our product to the next step. It's about our product being able to last for the next 20 to 25 years and beyond. It's about us being able to manage our time to get the product where it needs to be for everybody. Absolutely. And we are bringing on a lot lot of new people. A mention I'll make right now is uh, Jeremy Battaglia, uh, an old school emailer to us, an old school pyro uh, podcast listener, a guy that's messed with us and has been hilarious, funny, funny writer. You can see it on what he's doing right now. Uh, on right on, on what he's doing right now, and he's doing these 32 teams of, of uh, pyro preseason for all of the NFL teams. Suit started it based on the power numbers. Uh, Mo, which is going to be his, his his stage name. Hey Mo, hey yeah. Mo. He's got Pataglia is going to be Mo. Uh, thank you, man. You're fucking hilarious to work with. You're passionate. Or can and I this say this is a guy that was a listener. And became into became a writer. And if there's anyone out there that's talented as hell, while we're not trying to slot it out too much, I think we are looking for about a couple more writers this year. Um, if you're awesome and you're passionate about what we do and you get our voice, and that's what we're up to is kind of what, something you can champion and be behind, send me send me an email. Hit us up. You know, there's a, the contact address on our footer of our website. Hit me up and say, hey. I'm into this. I would love to be a part of this. We need that. We send put an this example time. of your writing. Yeah, send it. We'll, we'll get there. Just right. send an email. I'll ask you what you need to do to get vetted. And to, you can to, be the next. Is I'll say mo money, mo money, mo money, mo money. And the fact is, we did this about five podcasts ago. Me and Houdini, Dogmatico was in there, and we said, hey, you know, if you got great ideas and you got a great concept or you got something that you love that you want to dive deeper in and since then we've had three writers now that are new to us that are really doing really cool stuff and know our product they kind of more so than a lot of previous people that brought in the mix they've been reading our stuff and listening to this for like two in three tune. years They're in they, tune. they already know right. what the pyro voice is they know yep. what we're up to and they brought some amazing ideas if you're one of those people hey we want to grow into a household name our goal in our business plan, in our manifesto, it is to be the first household. It is to be the first pirate fantasy football brand in the world, and we're still on course to be that. And we need help. We are gonna. No one else is just solely a fantasy football brand that really cares about branding and wants to be the shit. We want to be Nike of fantasy football, and we got a lot of work to do. But we're getting there step by step, and this Pyro Pro thing is gonna be huge for us to get there. We hope. That you sign up and are a member of this, it basically gives you total access to our minds and our conversations. It gives you unbelievable tools on the back end. It allows you to customize your team based on 30 of your players on your teams, and you get only information, news feed, uh, player rankings, all the great stuff about your team, it's guys. Sick. So you don't have to see everyone. If you want to see everyone, go to the front end. If you want to see only your team, go to your plug in your, go to your dashboard on the back end and only see it there. It's pretty fucking awesome. August 1st is launching. If not, I'm jumping on a plane and kicking some ass. It'll be there. It's ready. We're fired up for the 2014 season. Houdini, man. Dropping, uh, dropping yeah. before you go on, dropping a ton of knowledge on Dynasty, and that was the primer. Right, so again, I want to mention. That was the primer. I, again, I want to mention, any of you guys that are out there in Dynasty Leagues, in Keeper Leagues, but especially because it gets no love on this air uh, as much as the Dynasty Leagues and these auction formats. Send us your questions. 
We're going to have this big blowout. Uh, I want to answer 50 questions, 60 questions. Me and, me and Charlie Don't Surf are all over it. We are excited to help bring this uh, extra uh, vantage point of fantasy football to you, and we are more than happy to help make it a, an accessible and easy thing so that you are not scared of it anymore. And while we might not be on our site very much at this point and even uh, regularly focusing on it, um, you know, Dynasty is something we're going to ease into, and I think it's a great void that we can fill, Pyromaniac. But right now, if you are a Dynasty person, signing up for Pyro Pro and getting those unlimited second opinions and asking questions to me, to Houdini, to uh, Charlie, and obviously if it's Dynasty, Houdini came here today. He's like, you got to get into Dynasty League, man. I can't <laughs> handle I can't handle all the – Dynasty can't just be me. Because it's, it's, it it's getting – Because it's becoming bigger and exactly, bigger and bigger. It's, it's, exactly, and that's why we're doing this right now. Most so right. And most anyone that's doing a league now, I would say probably 40% of them now are doing Dynasty. And if you wait – Three years, say five years, I'd say about 70% of everyone will be doing Dynasty Leagues. Pyro Podcast, episode 22, show 135. This is Know Your League. This is Dynasty Primer. Houdini, I love you, man. You gave me more information today uh, just about things that I didn't know within fantasy football than I've gotten So now when I talk Dynasty you, always do. you're going to understand what I'm talking I, I, about. Well, and I do. I already do, but I think <laughs> there's always been these questions on, is there that or is it this? And you really uh, kind of put the line in the sand, and I appreciate that. And again, like I said, this is the primer. We're going to do an in-depth one. Send us the questions. Ask us the um, whatever you want. And at the end of the day, if you're listening right now, and if you contact us on like a contact at pyromanic.com, just put in Dynasty question for podcast as the header, and we will make sure that we get it. To, we get it. And I love the one thing I'll say. The last thing, if you're listening at, at two hours and twenty six minutes right now, and you have not bought our draft kit, then right now, right now. Go on our website. It's all over the place. Click to our shop website. Buy our web, buy our draft kit. And I didn't say this. Everyone it's that, ridiculous. Everyone that has already bought our draft kits, when our site does go to Pyro Pro, the cost of the draft kit, which is $15, is subtracted from your $34.80. Absolutely. So because if you are a member, the draft kit is included. If so, you are a so draft a kit Pyro member, Pro member for 20 bucks, essentially. Right. And I have not heard one person on the opposite, and we're closing it out. We're about to, and we didn't even mention this. Jimmy Hendricks. No, no, I'm I have not heard one person. I've heard quite the opposite say, "Dude, this draft kit's a waste. Fifteen dollars? There's no magazine. It's an Excel document. We give you a, a URL to be able to see the web version of it. We give you PDFs if you're on an iPhone and you can't open Excel, or you're on a tablet or a tablet, or and an iPad, these, any of those all, things, all or you just are, are don't own Microsoft." Uh, uh, Excel or an old... And beyond the Excel, there's the auxiliary pieces as well. It's ridiculous. Our I my manifesto, not... his manifesto, direct, uh, uh, Dogmatica's manifesto, Stag Party's manifesto. Handcuffs. Uh, handcuffs, sleepers, are right up on every single rookie that was drafted this year. To be honest, I, mean, I got, a, I got an want? email from someone that said, your, your player rankings, which is four tabs out of 18 within this... Excel. He's like, your player rankings and all the minutiae detail that we give along with this is worth the 15 bucks alone. You are giving this thing away. And we are. 
Want to know why? Because we're trying to make you addicted. I'm fucking um, Heisenberg, and I got Jesse with me right now, and we're throwing you the blue. Am, am I in the closet? Are you about to no. beat the shit out of me? You're driving away, and you won. You won. <laughs> After you're I got like, the shit kicked you, out of me. That's fine. You have. I, this has been that way. But at the end of the day, we are giving you guys the tools to win the championship. 15 bucks. If you're listening right now and you haven't spent that 15 bucks, you owe it to yourself, first and foremost. But I will say it. You owe it to me. You owe it to Dogmatica. You owe it to Houdini. And you owe it to Pyro to throw down your money and keep this shit going because you're going to win it. We love you. Good night. Talk to you later. So, again, we're going to close out with what we opened with. We opened with uh, Jimi Hendrix. That was She's So Fine. And we, of course, here at Pyromanic do not play... Any of the uh, the A sides, we always go to the B side. We we flip it around. I'm gonna throw you out one of my my favorite Jimi Hendrix song. Uh, this is from this is called House Burning Down, and most of you may not have heard of it. Enjoy, find it, listen to Jimmy. Jimmy is God. God is Jimmy. Sipping his tea, and I jumped in my chair and rode off the city just.